Good evening, everyone. At this time, I'd like to call this meeting to order. Today is Thursday, July 13, 2023, and this is a meeting of the Rent Stabilization Commission for the City of West Hollywood. We would like to begin by acknowledging that the land on which we gather, currently known as the City of West Hollywood, is the occupied, unceded, seized territory of the Gabrielino Tangva and Gabrielino Kich peoples. Uh, Everybody, please follow me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you all. All right. First, we have the oath of office to uh, newly appointed commissioners, and we have two mem one member of the commission tonight, and we, uh, our secretary, uh, Diane Garcia, Diane Garcia will administer the oath of office to a new appointed commissioner. Please, Diane. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I state your name. I, Adam Bass. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That while serving in the office. That while serving in the office. As a member of the Rent Stabilization Commission. As a member of the Rent Stabilization Commission. Of the City of West Hollywood. Of the City of West Hollywood. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the State of California. The Constitution of the State of California. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. That I'll bear true faith and allegiance. To the Constitution of the United States. To the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of California. And the Constitution of California. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. Or purpose of evasion. Or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. The duties upon which I'm about to enter. The duties upon which I'm about to enter. Congratulations, Commissioner Mass. Thank you. Congratulations to the new commissioner, Commissioner Bass. And now we're going to, uh, Ms. Secretary, we're going to have a roll call for tonight's meeting. Yes. Commissioner Bass? Here. Commissioner Kirpies? Present. Commissioner Martz? Here. Commissioner Moore? Here. Commissioner Wright? Present. Chair Topshin? Here. We have a quorum. And the next is approval of our agenda. Has everyone had a chance to review the items before us? Make a motion to approve. We have a motion to approve. Uh, do we have a second? A second. Right, we have a motion to approve. And the second vote, uh, we're ready to take a vote, uh, roll call vote. 
Commissioner Bass? Yes. Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Moore? Aye. Commissioner Wright? Aye. Chair Topshin? Aye. Motion carries. Thank you. And approval of minutes next. Uh, commissioners, did you have a chance to review the minutes of our last meeting on June 22nd, 2023? I'll make a motion to approve the minutes from our last meeting of June 22nd, 2023. Thank you, Commissioner. Second. Uh, thank you. We have a motion and a second. Ms. Secretary, can we have a roll call vote? Yes. Commissioner Bass? I was not a member of the commission, so I will abstain. Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Moore? Aye. Commissioner Wright? Abstain, I was absent. Chair Topshin? Aye. Motion carries. Uh, minutes are approved. Ms. Secretary, do we have uh, public comments for the next item? I see that there is one person present over Zoom. If at this moment you would like to provide public comment, please unmute yourself, state your name and city of residency. And would like to confirm if the comments are on uh, other items, but the appeals, uh, appeal portion of the agenda. No public comments at this time. No public comments, all right. Thank you, and then we're gonna move on to the manager's report. Rent Civilization Manager, Mr. Jonathan Hollop is here tonight. Thank you, Chair, good evening. Good evening, Commissioners. Jonathan Hollop, Rent Stabilization Manager. First of all, I'd like to congratulate Commissioner Bass uh, on your appointment. Uh, we're happy you're here and, it's, and uh, staff is looking forward to working with you. Um, if you look at the look ahead schedule, um, we have two appeals tonight. Um, also tonight will be the election of the chair and the vice chair, um, and also uh, volunteers for the various uh, liaison appointments to the other commissions and advisory boards. So we'll be doing those uh, items under new business after the appeals. Uh, the uh, summer schedule looks full for now. Um, I'm, I haven't uh, heard of any new appeals coming in recently, but um, we've got appeals out through the 24th of August, um, at which time we'll also, you'll also be doing the announcement of the increase to the valuation guidelines and the interest rate on security deposit. So that's coming up soon as well. Um, Regarding evictions, it's remaining steady. Um, I know Commissioner Kirpies, you had asked for sort of a broader um, universe of the eviction situation. Unfortunately, staff just didn't have time since the last meeting, but we'll work on that and get you something um, in a future meeting. Uh, but it's it's holding steady at roughly 20 per month uh, through Betsetic anyway. Um, uh, an update on AB 1620, um, as many of you know, the um, bill being sponsored by the city and introduced by Assembly Members Bureau is uh, related to allowing um, disabled tenants to make unit swaps um, from units that they can't access anymore due to disability. Um, I actually got back from Sacramento yesterday and testified in front of the um, Senate Judiciary Committee and it passed through that committee. So um, I think the next step will be a Senate vote and um, We'll see what happens there. So I'll keep you updated and um, on that matter. I uh, also wanted to let the commission know about the um, annual Congress of Commissions and Boards. That's going to be held on August 23rd from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Auto Court right out here. Um, 
And if you have any questions about that, you can ask me or um, contact Melissa Crowder, our city clerk. Uh, and that completes my report. I'm available for any questions. Thank you, Mr. Manager. Um, questions uh, to Mr. Hollop, commissioners? None at this time. Thank you. Um, and we're going to move on to the commission's comments. Commissioners, uh, do we have any comments at this time? Commissioner Kurpis. Welcome, Commissioner Bass, to the commission, um, and uh, I look forward to working with you. And also, I wanted to um, uh, congratulate staff actually on how um, how successful that is that um, the bill passed and has made it this far. Um, it's been years since um, anything that even hints at altering Costa Hawkins has even gotten a vote in a committee or passed out of the first committee. So the fact that it's made it from one house to the other house and now is um, on its way to the floor of the second house is, is uh, superb. And it's something that we've needed for a long time. So good job. Thank you, Commissioner. All right, if there are no more comments from the commissioners, we're gonna move on to the next uh, section, which is the appeal section of the agenda tonight, and we have two appeals before us. The, the first appeal uh, will be the uh, application D-4718 pertaining to the property address 70, 7220 Hampton Avenue, unit number 203. And this is, uh, and this appeal has to do with the maximum allowable rent determination. And the appeal is filed by the tenant. Uh, let me first confirm if uh, we have both the parties present, uh, Madam Se Ms. Secretary. Both parties are present on Zoom. On Zoom. All right. So, and they are aware on the, of the instruction on the Zoom, um, or I'm going to introduce that. <laughs> okay. So we have the, um, do we have them on the screen? I can display them on okay. Twitter. Actually, yes, I know. I do. Okay, so uh, we see the, the parties are present, and um, I would like to take a moment first to explain the process of the appeal. First, uh, the commission will um, hear uh, the staff report presented by the legal counsel, Mr. John Natalizio. Then the parties will have the opportunity to present their case. Uh, since the appellant in this case is the tenant, he will speak first. And the tenant so will I have... So I chair, the, uh, the appellant in this case is the landlord. Uh, is it the landlord? Yeah, the, the next case is the tenant. Oh, right. I apologize. Yeah, the, the, appellant, the appellant is the landlord. Uh, thank you for that. And the landlord will, uh, will speak first. We'll have five minutes uh, for your oral argument. And you have the option of dividing your five minutes into two segments. You may use part of your five minutes to state your case and part of your five minutes for the rebuttal portion. And the respondent, the tenant, will speak second. Uh, you will have five, only five minute segment to state your case on the appeal subject. When it is time for you to speak, please state your name and the city of residence for the record. And the appellant will state how uh, you would like to divide your time, if at all, and will proceed with your comments. 
since, uh, since the speaking time is limited to five minutes, it is very important to keep the following things in mind. Keep your comments on topic. The only information you want to share is the information about your topic, uh, about the appeal topic. New evidence cannot be considered by this commission. You may only discuss the issues that were raised at the hearing or evidence, or evidence submitted to the hearing examiner. And you may be interrupted at any time if you go off topic. And uh, with that said, um, we're ready for your report, uh, Mr. Natalicio. Thank you, Chair, and good evening, Chair and Commissioners. Uh, my name is John Adelizio. I am the legal counsel to the Rent Stabilization Commission for the City of West Hollywood. Uh, this appeal was filed by the landlord in response to the hearing examiner's decision, uh, which in relevant part uh, determined the maximum allowable rent and overcharges. Um, relevant to this appeal, the hearing examiner found that landlord had failed to re-register the unit and therefore, landlord was unable to impose any lawful rent increase. The hearing examiner found that the, bent, the base rent was $1,550, uh, and that landlord had uh, retained $4,221.40 in excess rent. Landlord submitted appeal, uh, which claims that the decision is not reasonably supported by the findings or evidence in the uh, hearing record and landlord contends that the re-registration re forms were filed for the unit. Um, staff finds that the decision is supported by substantial evidence. The RSO is clear that a landlord is ineligible uh, to impose an annual general adjustment or an AGA for a rental unit that is not re-registered as required by the RSO. The hearing examiner found that there was no re-registration form in the city's file and that landlord did not submit a re-registration form at the appeal hearing um, for the unit. Therefore, staff finds that there is substantial evidence in the record to support the decision, and staff also finds that the hearing examiner correctly determined the MAR as the base rent and accurately calculated the overpayment of rent. Therefore, staff recommends adopting resolution RSC 23-629. You as the commission have the power to affirm, reverse, modify, or remand the appeal decision of the hearing examiner. The commission reviews the hearing examiner's decision under the substantial evidence standard, which requires the commission to make sure there's substantial evidence that reasonably supports the hearing examiner's decision is credible and of solid value. If that evidence is found, then the decision must be upheld, even if there's also evidence that could support a different outcome. Uh, the commission does not substitute its judgment for that of the hearing examiner or reweigh the evidence. As it relates to questions of law, the commission applies an independent or de novo standard of review to the hearing examiner's conclusions of law. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, commissioners, any questions regarding the report? Commissioner Kirpis? Yeah, first I just want to make a disclosure that I do uh, know one of the parties, um, Alexander Gerfinkel, he served on this commission um, a few years back. I'm not sure if I'm the only one that served with them or not, but um, I do know him, but I have not had any conversations with him recently and never have I had a conversation with him about this case. Um, but I do have a question for you. The hearing examiner, when they review these cases, they have access to the city's file, and so the hearing examiner uh, did it, the, his or her own inspection of the file to see if there was a, uh, a registration, re-registration form on file with the city, correct? Yes, and then the, the hearing examiner's decision notes that they reviewed the city's file. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner Bass? Mr. Chair, I'd also like to disclose that I know the tenant in this case, uh, but I look back through my records and besides wishing him a happy birthday on Facebook, we haven't had a conversation over eight years. 
Thank you for the disclosure. Other commissioners? I have a question. Sure. Um, it's about one of the documents in the file. Um, on page 299, there's a comment, um, and I'm assuming it's from city staff, but I just wanted to double check. And it's page 299. The, the, oh, the bait stamp. It essentially says, you know, the applicant claims to have initiated their current tenancy. Uh, the owner was informed that they were required to register this tenancy online, et cetera. I'm just wondering, it was, who, who made this comment? Is this from the city staff? Oh, go for it. Sorry, let me just confer with... Um Yes, that would have been done by staff with the city. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> before I ask my question, uh, I, I also would like to make a disclosure that if we are, if Alexander Griffingo is the same person that I know that uh, the commissioners um, uh, disclosed, uh, I know the tenant um, from the service to this commission, but uh, outside the professional relationship, I don't have any other relationship with uh, the tenant. So therefore, there wouldn't be any conflict of interest for me to um, fairly and independently judge in this case. Um, with that, uh, I have a question, uh, legal counsel. Uh, actually, the question probably for the manager. Uh, Mr. Holub, the procedure for the re-registration of the unit I mean, we're aware of the pro uh, procedure, but I, I want to know what was the, at the time, was it a filing in person uh, in the city hall uh, by filing the application, the hard copy of it, or it was online, or how was the procedural uh, process worked? In 2015, we were, I wasn't the manager at that time, but um, I think we were still using paper. So normally people, the landlord would come in and file it. And, uh, and do that uh, re-registration uh, in person. So <clears throat> they could mail it in too, but usually they would come in and get it stamped. And that would be stamped, that would be my next question. So they would probably date stamped it and, and signed and the copy would be given to the landlord. Correct. All right, so presuming that was done, the landlord should have a copy logically speaking, for right. all of the, and would that copy be also mailed to the tenant or not necessarily? What the tenant would get would be a, um, uh, a notice of rent adjustment. Notice of rent so adjustment. So they would have gotten a letter from the commission, I mean, sorry, from the division. Yeah. But not the copy of the um, registration. I don't know if they would mail it. There, there are three copies, so I think they would, well, actually, the, te the landlord should give the copy to the tenant. Okay. That's how it would work back then, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and the city will keep a record of, obviously, uh, I assume, and, uh, and my presumption also, when everything, I don't know if the department is functioning like 
paperless now or almost almost, almost there. We do yeah. offer forms, but generally speaking, it's done online now. Okay, and if uh, if if we presume that it was filed, so then that probably would be at one point this would be the electronic kind of version available. The, the department would have scanned it. Um, if a paper, if a paper right. had been filed, yeah, it would have been scanned and put into our city document system. And okay, in a database associated with the file for the uh, property. Understood. Thank you. I just have a point of clarification on that. So the page that I was sort of requesting of who sort of made this note, it says that the owner was informed that they are required to register the tenancy online. And so to uh, the chair's point, um, in 2015. Was this the process? It would have been the online registration? Not in 2015, no. Okay. Um, so this, then is this, this, the document you're looking at was made for this case. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it's contemporaneous with today, not 2015. Oh, okay. So staff would have told the landlord, you know, we, you don't have a re-registration of file, so you should re-register. If I'm reading it correctly, when this when the case came in, when the application came in, they would have told the the landlord that. If that if that's what the note says, it's just not dated. So I I assume that this was a review of the file that said in 2015 they would have been required to register online, and then they were also mailed um, a letter. Either that's an error, or I'm mistaken about when we started doing on. Like I said, I wasn't there at the time. It was probably around that time that the transfer took place, but I'm not sure of the exact date that we started using online. So it could be, uh, and, and the staff member likely wrote that. I don't know if they were no, I there. No, I think you're right. I, and I think to get to the question is, the this checkoff list was created after the filing of the application. So this wouldn't have been a document from 2015. This is a document from you know, when, when the date after the, the filing. And, this could, and this could be a template uh, checklist or the, the, this, um, this document that the commissioner is referring to. It's probably a template. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a template. And then the, then the um, staff member adds the notes to the bottom. Because sorry, it's missing a date. That's, that's what I'm thinking. They, so that could I don't be think they usually date them, um, but it's part of, yeah, I, I don't have the Bates numbers on mine, so unfortunately I can't find it. You know what number it is? Like, just if you pr plug in the number. Okay. We know it was uh, uh, created after this case was filed because it has the case number at Correct. the top. Correct. And so we do know to substantiate. Right. Your, on that. Yeah. The, that that's the case number for this case. So. Okay. All right. Just another point of clarification on that. So I, I guess as I'm reading this, it's saying it's it, it looks like someone reviewed the file and then made notes so that we would have the information. Um, so even though you know, it would have been created for us to review, it seems like it's outlining the process that would have been in effect at the time that this landlord would have needed to re-register it. Okay, the owner was informed that they are required to register this tenancy online. Is that the line you were referring to before? Yes. Okay, so what happened then is the staff member said, now, today, in order to be compliant, you need to register the, prop the, um, the unit online. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. 
I don't have any more questions, and uh, if the commissioners are fine, so we can, um, I can confirm with Ms. Secretary if there are any speakers at this time regarding this appeal. If there are any members of the public in the Zoom room that would like to provide a public comment regarding item 9A, please unmute yourself, state your name and city of residency, and you will have three minutes to speak. No speakers at this no time. No speakers at the time. Uh, right. And um, then we're going to go to the oral argument portion of the appeal. And the first, uh, <clears throat> as I said, since it's the appellant, is the landlord. Uh, you can uh, unmute yourself. And uh, be before you begin, please indicate if you would like to divide your time and how, how many minutes you would, uh, would like to take now and reserve for the rebuttal, if, if at all. And you can state your name and the city of residence for the record. And you may begin your comments. Good evening. Uh, my name is Antonio Filipponi. I represent Razmer number five. Um, <clears throat> the landlord in this case. I would like to divide my time two and a half minutes now and two and a half minutes at the end. That's fine. And you going to be the only speaker or are you going to share the time um, with other people? I may share the time with Avi Goldman. He's also on the line, but I don't, I'm not really sure if I will need him or not. Okay. Just make sure you understand that uh, even if you divide the time among yourselves, so that's going to be the total of five minutes. No problem. All right. You can go ahead, sir, and uh, make your statement. So when we took over management of the property in 2019, as with all our West Hollywood buildings, we mail in registration forms to RSO, just like we do with three-day notices, just like we do with any other document that we submit to the city. We mailed all those notices to the RSO department. And I understand that they're saying that they never received the re-registration. And I understand that at this point, when we, re when we raised the rent, they didn't receive the re-registration. But I don't understand how it can be on management's responsibility that the forms were not received. When we, were, when we took over management of the building, all the forms are mailed in at the same time. It wouldn't have been special to Mr. Gerfinkel that he didn't receive, or that his registration form wasn't received. Um, and as, as to his other points in his complaint, we have also now, and mistakenly, we did not have an on-site manager at the building. We had a key holder, which we felt was sufficient for the building, and at the examiner's decision, he said that it wasn't sufficient. So I understand that. And as of July 1st, there is now an on-site manager living on-site at the building. Um, so if that can be considered by the council, I would appreciate that as well. Um, and Avi, can you please advise what unit um, the on-site manager is living in? Um, are we discussing by the on-site manager? I don't think so. That's, that's a relevant fact. So don't waste your time on that. If you have any other information oh, regarding fine. the... No, so, yeah, so notices were, or, I'm sorry, registration forms were mailed into the RSO department, as are all of our other forms, and that's pretty okay. much where I have to leave it. 
if you'd like to, if that concludes your comments at this time, uh, let me check how much time you have left for the rebuttal. He has. Okay. Um, he still has his two and a half, and then he had 50 seconds left over. So about three minutes and 20 seconds for the rebuttal. Perfect. So, uh, sir, you may come back after the tenant's um, testimony, and you will have that three minutes and 20 seconds for the rebuttal. Thank All right. Uh, let me see if the, my fellow commissioners have any questions. And I see Commissioner Kirpis raising his hand. Yes. Um, thank you. Antonio, um, sorry, I don't, didn't get your last name. Um, but you mentioned that you filled in or you sent in the forms. Uh, did you provide uh, evidence to the hearing examiner about you know, copies that you had kept of the registration forms or um, you know, I don't know how many units, there's 22 units in the building, I believe. Um, you mentioned just now that you sent in all of them at once when you took over management of the building. Did you provide that evidence to uh, the hearing examiner showing that 21 of the units were registered, but for some reason this one wasn't? We did not. Subsequent to 2019, we've changed management twice, and unfortunately it's not as, um, the copies are not there. I have a record of what, when they were mailed, but I don't have actual copies of the documents. So no, I didn't provide them. Thank you. Thank you. Other commissioners? Uh, I have a question. So you, you mentioned 2019, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, the tenancy uh, began in February 2015. So you're saying that in 2015, uh, the form was not, uh, the unit was not re-registered until 2019. Uh, did I understand correctly? Correct. I can attest to the fact that during my time managing the building, it was re-registered, but I don't know prior to that. And I'm being honest with the council. I don't want to misrepresent it. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Uh, if there are no questions, uh, sir, uh, thank you. Uh, I will call you back, and you can use your remaining three minutes and 20 seconds. And with that, I'm going to uh, allow the tenant to unmute himself, and uh, you will have, Mr. Griffingel, you will have five minutes to state your position. Before you begin, please state your name and the city of residence for the record. You may begin now. Good evening, Chair. Thank you. Good evening, Commission and Vice Chair. Uh, my name is Alexander Gerfinkel. I'm a resident of West Hollywood, California, uh, at the stated residence here in question. Um, I would like to say that I am in full support of the hearing examiner's decision, as all rent increases were provided directly from the landlord on their personal letterhead, with no notification of any registration or update from the city at any point, indicating that there was no such registration. Uh, additionally, the hearing examiner's decision and the total amount stated is through January of 2023. Subsequently, from that date in February of 2023, the landlord increased my rent again without lawful ability to do so to a total of $1,710.82, which is $160.82 above the mark 
uh, which means that the current total that is that is stated in the form is actually a understatement of nine hundred sixty-four dollars and ninety-two cents. If it's within this hearing, if it's within the commission's purview and decision, I would request that that addition, that that amount is added to the total, as a as the total amount that is currently an overpayment to the landlord and deserves to be reimbursed to me. Um, beyond that, um, the hearing the hearing examiner from my understanding did their due diligence and went through the entire process as well as explained it in thorough to the to the landlord the landlord stated a a various um assortment of different reasons of how the um of how their registration was filed none of which during that hearing were through mailing uh, that is the end of the statement that i wanted to provide and i would uh, graciously ask the commission to add that $964.92 to the total owed. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, sir, uh, commissioners, any questions? Commissioner Wright. Um, thanks for that. Can you repeat again the sort of the overpayment, the additional, it was 964 and some change, sort of how you came to that calculation? Yes, of course. Thank you, Commissioner, for the question. Uh, so the the MAR, as far as I understand, is one thousand five hundred and fifty dollars. The current rent that became current at, on February in February of twenty twenty three was one thousand seven hundred ten dollars and eighty two cents. Uh, if you subtract that, if you subtract that fifteen fifty from the current rent, you have a distinction of one hundred sixty dollars and eighty two cents. That was paid over the course of the last six months, including the July payment, which was already made, and that the multiplication of one sixty eighty two times six is nine hundred sixty four dollars and ninety two cents. Got it. So, are you testifying that since the hearing officer's decision was issued, you received another rent increase? Yes, ma'am. And what was the date of that rent increase notice? February 2023. Chair, I do just want to note that that date of the rent increase is after the close of the hearing um, on this case, so it wouldn't be germane to what the um, commission's considering tonight. Correct. All right, so we will disregard that uh, part. Um, any co uh, commissioners, other questions? Commissioner Buzz? I, I Forgive me for being new, and so I'm going to ask a question just to help uh, understand fine. the statement that you just made. Um, if the hearing examiner's decision was to set the the MAR at 1550, uh, at that point in time, regardless of what this commission does uh, with with this, because I don't want to get into deliberation, any rent were were there not an appeal, any rent increase would be based off of that 1550 with the with the annual adjustment that's allowed, you couldn't raise from a, a different amount uh, that you thought the rent was. It would be from the 1550 number. Am, am I understanding that correctly? And so that, what it's not germane to our case now, but it, it would uh, potentially be something that the two would have to debate at another date outside of this hearing. Are you saying if there was a MAR determination and it wasn't appealed? Correct. Yeah, then the rent increases based off of whatever the DeMar determination is. So it would be the 1550. 1550 and it's 3% now, so you could raise it. Right. A landlord could raise 3%. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I understood what you were saying. It could be something they debate later, but not for today. All right, thank you. I had a follow-up to that. Um, 
Do we know if the landlord has re-registered since the hearing officer's decision? And I'm happy to get that answer to you after the rebuttal from the, the landlord. Right, we can ask the landlord. Right. Um, okay, I, I don't see any other questions uh, for the tenant. Um, uh, sir, thank you for your, um, for your comments, argument. And we're going to have the landlord back for the remaining um, three minutes, 20 seconds of rebuttal. So you may come back and um, you have the time. Thank you. Um, so to answer your question, and I don't, I don't really have anything else to say, so I can use my time now. Um, the tenancy has been re-registered online this time, so there should not be an issue with that going forward. Okay, Commissioner, you, uh, that, that concludes your comment? That concludes my comment. All right, so let me see if the commissioners have a question. I know Commissioner Wright, you wanted to ask the question. Um, so were you the, the person that would have, that registered these, uh, these units in 2019 or sometime thereafter? Um, I wouldn't have personally known. Okay, thank you. All right. I don't believe we have um, any more questions for you, sir. Oh, I, I apologize, Commissioner Moore, yeah. Do you have proof that the other un the other 21 units were registered in 2019? I guess the same issue with proof would exist for the rest of the units. I mean, we filled out a form and mailed it to the city without without assuming that there would be an issue. Um, so I guess the simple answer is no. Are those units now all registered? Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, thank you, commissioners. I'm, I'm going to uh, ask Commissioner Bras. I'm going to yeah. keep keep going. Do you have a question for Things the legal I, counsel or for the? It, uh, for it the could include it could include the landlord. So right. let me ask it now. But I do believe it's from staff. But they, the landlord might have some input on this. Is there a different form? for registering a unit than uh, there is for raising rent. And where I'm going with that is, is it possible that what was sent in was the raising rent form and not the registration form? It is a different, it is a different form because the raising rent form is just a notice of a change in terms of tenancy. And that, that's mailed to the city as well? No. 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 Okay. Again, these are these are the newcomer questions. So That's forgive okay. them. That's fine. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank you Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner Wright, do you want to say something? <laughs> okay. He's, he spurred uh, an idea um, or a thought. Um, with the other sort of units that you you mentioned that there are other properties, and so has it been the sort of practice in the past that you would have received a stamped copy of the registration forms for your files from the city? I'm sorry. That question's for me. Yes. I, I would have never walked into the city of West Hollywood to file a form in, 
in person. It would have always been via mail, and I would never have a stamped copy of it for my records. Okay. Thank you. Obviously, that's a different story now, but... All right. All right. Thank you. I think that concludes our questions. And, sir, thank you for your um, um, comments and um, statements. Uh, with that, I will uh, close the oral argument uh, portion of the appeal. And let's see if the commissioners have any questions uh, for the legal counsel at this time. Any remaining? Sure, of course. Commissioner Wright. Um, and this may be sort of predated, you know, when, when you all were, were there, but when we were doing the, the sort of the mail-in copies, did the city, once they received it, stamp it and, re and return a copy, or would it just remain on file, and if they wanted it, they could, they could obtain it? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Diane might know. <laughs> they would have not mailed a copy back. The city would have kept it on file, and if they needed a copy of it, they would have submitted a public records request, but they would have received a notice of rent adjustment. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. So now, since we don't have any questions, uh, I'm going to ask who would like to begin the deliberation among the commissioners who wants to jump in. Oh, Commissioner Martz. Um, for me, this is a relatively easy one. Um, there's no re-registration form in the file. This is one of those laws where it's, there's not really a gray area. There's not mechanisms in the law that say, you know, maybe it was lost, this is what we do. Um, that's, that's just how a lot of laws work. And um, our municipal code, section 172810B, puts the responsibility on the landlord to re-register. There isn't a mechanism there that says, dog ate my homework, the mailman didn't get it there, staff lost it. Technically, even if staff lost it and it's not in the file, this decision could be still interpreted correctly um, because it's on the landlord to make sure that their unit is re-registered. Um, and then there is 1728040, which is failure to register or re-register as a loss of rents. That's what we have here. Um, it's unfortunate whether it was lost in the mail or this one didn't make it to the mailbox, whatever the case may be. Um, I think there is substantial evidence in the record to uphold the hearing examiner's decision. Um, I know from reading the, the rent stabilization packets that all tenants and landlords get, there is a section in there that reminds landlords to re-register, and most of them do say you can call to verify. So. There's, there's ample opportunity. It's been multiple years since this has been going on. Um, this isn't just a, a one-year slip-up, so I think the staff's recommendation is correct. The hearing examiner was correct, and I would uphold that decision. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner Moore? I agree. Um, unfortunately, all, all 22 units re-registrations were, were lost, and many years went by. So I apologize for that, but um, I do uh, agree with staff's recommendation as well. Thank you. Commissioner Wright? Um, so I certainly have empathy for the, the landlord. I, I don't disbelieve that they mailed them in. Um, paper copies, you know, God knows what happened. Uh, but unfortunately, without proof uh, showing that, um, that it was done, 
um, you know, the law, is, as Commissioner uh, March stated, it's pretty clear that it has to be on file and it has to be, um, you know, stamped by the city and received uh, for all those re-registered units. And so um, I, you know, with that, I am also inclined to agree with the hearing officer's decision. Thank you. Commissioner Kurpis. I agree with my colleagues. Um, there have been cases in the past where uh, there has been a doubt. Um, we've seen cases where the city has lost documents, but in those cases when, um, when the commission heard them and if the commission uh, altered or, uh, the decision or based it upon that testimony, it was also followed by uh, attempts to show that either the landlord had a copy, an old copy, or that, uh, that uh, their standard practice was ABC, and look, all 19 of my units um, have this form. We follow the same pr process every step of the way. There's no deviation from that, and it, it's unusual that this one unit would not have the form. And in this case, none of that evidence was provided to the hearing examiner, so I, I, I don't see any other alternative than to uh, agree with the hearing examiner in this case. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, I'd like to um, also mention that uh, <clears throat> this is, and I agree with the commissioners, of course, and I um, specifically, uh, you know, want to um, kind of um, um, echo the um, comments made by Commissioner Mars and Commissioner Kirpis. So, yes, this is the ultimately, ultimately, this is the landlord's responsibility to prove that re-registration documents were filed. So uh, the testimony, the landlord's testimony that you know, he never goes to the department, never files any paper, and never keeps the copy. Uh, to me, um, is it's a, it's not a good kind of a way of handling this type of business, um, uh, especially when you know this is a rent stabilized uh, rent control jurisdiction. Uh, there are rules and regulations that apply, and uh, um, that make the property owners, landlords, and ultimate. Uh, responsible person, people to maintain record, um, and this is one of those cases that the burden is on the landlord to prove that the form was filed in 2019. So we heard the uh, statement that the, the in 2015 the form the re-registration was not filed when the tenancy started. So basically. Uh, I don't want to say that I don't trust the testimony of the landlord, but if it was not filed in 2015 per the landlord testimony, so um, the uh, the statement that the landlord filed in 2019 uh, but never kept a copy and never went to the department, it doesn't really sound a, a way the, the, this type of business should be uh, handled when when it's a dispute about the rent increases. and stuff like that. So with that said, I would say that the landlord did not, was not able to produce evidence uh, to prove the re-registration re requirement met at the time, well, in 2015 or 2019, and therefore uh, I believe the examiner's uh, determination in the case was correct, supported by the record evidence and the uh, staff's recommendation to affirm the examiner's decision, uh, I, will vote, I will vote to support that um, recommendation. So with that, anyone would they, like to make? Oh, I'm make sorry. <laughs> Commissioner Buss, I Well, it, it's better to have I the apologize. experience people go first yeah. so that I can, I can just say ditto. But uh, 
as I understand our, our job, it's to look at the record that the hearing examiner created uh, and, and the parties introduced at the hearing and determine if a reasonable person could come to that conclusion. And there is no proof in that record that there was a registration. And um, as I understand it, it was the case when I moved into my unit in 2011, so just four years before this, uh, that there it was a triplicate uh, uh, document. I still have my copy of that. Uh, I'm sure my landlord still has that. I, I hope they do. It's in their best interest, and I'm guessing the city has their copy. Um, if none of the of those three parties have a copy of this and provided at the hearing, then a reasonable person could come to the conclusion that it was not registered, and that's our decision. I believe to make is could a reasonable person make this decision? I would say yes on that, and um, for that reason, I would I would support upholding the hearing examiner's decision. Thank you, Commissioner, and I apologize for, <laughs> for that. Um, with that, now we're ready for the motion. Anyone would like to make a motion? I move to adopt resolution 23-629. Uh, uh, do we have a second? Uh, 629, I think, is, is that the? Uh, let me, yeah, resolution 23-629. I will second that. All right. So we we have a motion to. Um, I'm sorry. What I have here is that uh, 629 belongs to the other appeal. 628 would be for this appeal. Am I looking at the wrong things? Uh, let's confirm with uh, the secretary. Can can you just? Are you looking at page 14? It should be on page 14. Fourteen states six two nine. Unless this copy says, yeah, that's a different number. What is the resolution? Does anyone print that out? Is that it right there? This is the Hampton, <laughs> Hampton Avenue. That's listed at six two eight in the one that was emailed to us. So there's a discrepancy in okay, the, the discrepancy in the resolution number, we can resolve it. Let me see in my emails. Yeah, on the staff report, um, the page 14, um, also page 6, says adopt resolution 23-629, resolution of the Rent Stabilization Commission, affirming the hearing examiner's decision in D-4718. So I think maybe we just have two and we can make a... Yeah, I think the... Um, motion, we can just amend that and then... One second, I think... That's, that's what was the said. The resolution... That's what was said. We have the motion, I think the discrepancy is the number. I have the proposed resolution emailed to me, uh, which has the number 23-629. 629? 629. Yeah. 629. Okay. So, I, I, I would say there was a... Uh, I think, yeah. I, I printed both of them because I'm pretty analog from the email, and 629 goes to the other hearing we're about to hear, and 628 goes to this hearing uh, based on the language and the names that are used. So I just want to make sure we adopt the correct resolution of the correct item. We should maybe check with the commission secretary who yeah. puts this it, all together. This one should be 23-628. Okay, thank you. Which All right, so thing. then 
they go in order, so that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. I uh, contributed something to my first meeting. Oh, if it's did. one number, I, 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 I was made, a success. You made this chaos. Thank you. But <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Thank you for, uh, for catching that and, and Secretary confirming that uh, correct number. So uh, the motion. I'll amend by motion, yes. motion to adopt a resolution 236628. Uh, right. It says And I will second that. Okay, Update so we have a motion to affirm the resolution number 23-628, and we have a second, and Ms. Secretary, we're ready for a roll call vote. Commissioner Bass? Yes. Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Moore? Aye. Commissioner Wright? Aye. Chair Topshin? Aye. Motion passes, and thank you, everyone. Uh, and if the parties have any questions uh, regarding tonight's appeal, you can reach the Rent Stabilization Division at 323-848-6450 or by email at rsd at weho.org -E or you may request an in-person appointment online at weho.org under the services menu. If, if um, any appeal parties, if the parties uh, attended by Zoom, for the parties who joined us through Zoom, you will now be placed back in the waiting room. If you'd like to watch the rest of the meeting, you may find your options to do so at weho.org slash weho.tv. That concludes our first appeal. Before we move on to the second one, I want to ask if the commissioners would like to take a short break. All right. So we'll take a we'll take three minute break. Thank you. You read my mind. Like, oh God, I hope so.
already. This commission reconvenes at 8, um, 8 p.m. And uh, we're going to go on to the next appeal, which is um, which. Uh, the next appeal is a rent decrease application D-47-22. Uh, Pertaining to the property address 8221 Delong Pre Avenue, unit number one. And the appeal is filed by the tenant, by the tenant. Now, um, let me uh, first uh, mention that is there anyone in the Zoom meeting room that would like to provide a public comment regarding this item? Uh, please unmute yourself and state your name and city of residence when, when, when you will be uh, allowed to speak. Just be ready. And uh, let me ask the Ms. Secretary if we have any parties um, tonight representing the tenant or the landlord. Both parties are present in person. The landlord has three individuals that we will be representing for the landlord. Okay. All right. So thank you, and with that, I'd like to take a moment and explain again the appeal process. First, the commission will hear a staff report presented by the legal counsel, Mr. Natalizio. Then the parties will have the opportunity to present the case. Uh, the, the appellant in this case is the tenant, and uh, the tenant will speak first. You will have five minutes for your oral argument. You have the option, option of dividing your five minutes into two segments. You may use part of your five minutes to state your case and the part of five minutes for the rebuttal. As for the res respondent, who, uh, that, that's the landlord, uh, will speak second. You will have one five-minute segment to state your case on the appeal subject. And when it is your time to speak, well, please make sure that you state your name and the city of residence for the record. Uh, then the appellant will state how would you like to divide your time, if at all, and you will proceed with your comments. Since there are three people um, that wish to speak um, on behalf of the respondent, that you will still have the total of five minutes, so you will need to divide among yourselves how many minutes each of you will like to use. Since your speaking time is limited to five minutes, it is very important to keep the following things in mind. Keep your comments on topic. The only information you want to share is the information about your appeal. Uh, and new evidence cannot be considered and received by the commission. Uh, you may only discuss the issues that were raised at the hearing or uh, evidence that's submitted to the hearing examiner and the legal counsel or myself may interrupt you at any time if you go off topic. I guess that's it. And Mr. Natalizio, so we ready to receive your report. Uh, thank you, Chair, and good evening to Chair and the Commission. Um, my name is John Natalizio. I am the legal counsel to the rent subdivision for the City of West Hollywood. Uh, this appeal was followed by tenant in response to a hearing examiner's decision um, denying a rent decrease application relating to an on-site uh, residential manager, janitorial services, 
pool maintenance and landscaping around the pool. Relevant to this appeal, the hearing examiner found that since there was a resident manager in place on December 1st, 2022, which was prior to the closing of the record, um, that there was actually no rental period immediately preceding the remediation and therefore no rent decrease was warranted. Regarding the janitorial services and pool maintenance, the hearing examiner found that the evidence shows that the pool is regularly maintained um, and serviced and that there was no evidence which supported tenant's allegation that the service had been substantially reduced or eliminated and therefore no rent decrease was awarded. Regarding the landscaping, the hearing examiner noted that the planters identified by the tenant uh, belonged to other tenants in the building. The hearing examiner also found that the photograph submitted as evidence did not establish that there was a substantial reduction or elimination in the housing service. Uh, therefore, no rent decrease was awarded. A tenant submitted an appeal which claims the decision is clearly in error and is not reasonably supported by the findings made or evidence in the record. Uh, staff finds that as it relates to the issues of janitorial services, pool maintenance, and landscaping, um, that the decision is not an error and is supported by substantial evidence. Staff finds that as it relates to the issue of the resident manager, the decision is an error, is not supported by substantial evidence in the record, and is contrary to the law, and staff recommends a reversal on this grounds and recommends a $55 rent reduction for um, the violation of the RSO. So regarding the resident manager, the RSO requires that resident managers must maintain regular business hours, which uh, they are physically present on the premises and available to respond to tenant concerns. Regular hours are presumed to be uh, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. However, a different schedule of operating hours can be established so long as um, the hours of operation are, are of at least four hours per day, Monday through Friday. So more simply state, the RSO requires a minimum 20 hours a week and availability during each weekday. Um, additionally, the schedule of regular business hours must be posted at or near each public entrance to the building um, or in the common area located um, accessible to all the tenants on the property. Here the hearing examiner did not find Sorry, here the examiner did correctly find that a resident manager was in place on December 1st, 2022. However, the hearing examiner failed to examine whether the resident manager complied with the other requirements of the RSO. The resident manager agreement, which was submitted into evidence, specifically identifies that the resident manager shall not exceed 10 hours a week uh, and does not require a set schedule. Therefore, staff found the decision should be reversed and a rent decrease awarded. Regarding janitorial services and pool maintenance, staff found that the testimony, invoices, and photographs relied upon by the hearing examiner were reasonable, credible, and of solid value. And therefore, staff found that there was substantial evidence in the record to support the decision. And regarding the landscaping, staff found that there was also substantial evidence in the record to support the decision. Therefore, staff recommends adopting resolution RSC 23-629, which is the real 629 this time. You as the commission have the power to affirm, uh, reverse, modify, or remand the appealed decision of the hearing examiner. The commission reviews the hearing examiner's decision under the substantial evidence standard, which requires the commission to make sure there is substantial evidence um, that is reasonably, sorry, to make sure there's substantial evidence that really supports the hearing examiner's decision, is credible and of solid value. If that evidence is found, the decision must be upheld, even if there's also evidence that could support a different outcome. 
The commission does not substitute its judgment for that of the hearing examiner or reweigh the evidence. And as it relates to questions of law, the commission applies an independent or de novo standard of review to the conclusions of law. Thank you. Thank you, um, legal counsel and Commissioner Kirpis. Yes, based upon the testimony that was provided to the hearing examiner and what you've just reiterated to us about the uh, contract prohibiting more than 10 hours, um, it sounds like, and I didn't see any evidence that there was a posting of the hours and contact numbers either, um, and even if it did, based upon what the testimony is, they would have been incorrect, at least partially, for the hours. Uh, should that be viewed as a separate, I mean, I know it's all serves a similar purpose with the manager being on site, but um, should we not be looking at that also as a, um, as a factor in, in determining the value and um, the violation? No, that, I mean, that could be a factor, um, at least when staff was recommending a valuation and going through the factors that are in the regulations, um, it was just unknown to staff whether or not those hours were posted. I mean, as you know, even if they were posted, they wouldn't be um, compliant with the RSO, but the fact that there's an absence either way, um, staff found that it was, the rent reduction still reasonably reflects the, the um, loss of the housing service. Other questions? <clears throat> Commissioner Wright. Is the quality of the service um, a factor in determining if the service has been like, reduced? And so we got some, you know, records that there had been cleaning, et cetera. Um, but you know, the sort of the quality of that cleaning is that a factor in determining if that service has been substantially reduced or eliminated? So are you saying quantity or quality? Uh, quality. Quality. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think when you're looking at maintenance. The, the question about whether or not there's been a substantial reduction or elimination is whether or not the actual service results um, in, in like the actual service being provided. And what I mean by that is, as an example for um, cleaning, let's say that a landlord had somebody come and clean weekly, um, and maybe the landlord said, we actually don't need to do it weekly, let's just do it monthly. The, the, on its face, that reduction from weekly to monthly doesn't create a substantial reduction of a housing service, unless that reduction results you know, in the building becoming dirty and unsanitary. Um, and th but the same is true for, for quality, right? So you could have some come weekly, but if they do a poor job and the building isn't clean, then it, it is a consideration of, well, just because they're coming weekly, if they're not performing a satisfactory service, or you know, if they're not providing a quality service, I, I think that the inverse could be true. Okay, thank you. Anyone else? I don't see questions. Um, uh, for a clarification, <clears throat> um, Mr. Natalizio, so the, um, when, when, when the RSO describes the, um, requirement for the manager services, uh, manager, manager hours or the days uh, to be available. Uh, does the RSO provide any, any kind of a description what type of duties the manager should um, perform, such as um, collection of rent or anything else or acceptance of com 
complaints from tenants. Does the RSO regulation speak about it? Um, I don't, it doesn't speak to specifically, um, like they have to collect rent, um, but just give me, let me just pull it up real quick, the actual code section, just give me a second. Okay. Okay, so the, the code section um, is section 17.56.010G, um, or sorry, H2. Um, and the only um, reference to a duty is that they just have to be um, on the premises and available to respond to tenant concerns. Right. Okay, thank you. Thank you, commissioners. If you don't have any follow-up questions uh, for the legal counsel, I'm gonna first ask, well, I know we have uh, the, uh, there are three people, right, so waiting uh, to speak on this uh, appeal item. So I would um, ask if they wish to speak now uh, during the public comment. Chair, the three people that are going to be speaking are all for the landlord. For the landlord. All right. So then we don't have any speakers at this time. No. Got it. Thank you. Now, here we have the appeal filed by the tenant, right? So therefore, uh, I'm going to open um, oral argument and would like to invite the appellant, which in this case is the tenant. Uh, is the tent present here? Yes, please, sir. Come to the podium, please. Okay, sir. Um, you, before you begin, uh, you will have five minutes uh, for uh, for your presentation. So you may you may wish to divide the time be between the statement and and the rebuttal portion, if if you want to. I'd like to split the time between what I present and what left over to rebut. Okay, how much time you want to take now? Uh, let's say three minutes. Three minutes now and two minutes uh, for the rebuttal. And please state your name for the record and you may begin. And please Jeffrey speak directly Gretchen to Hughes. the microphone. Thank I'm you. sorry? I said uh, please speak directly to the microphone. Okay. Thank you. My name is Jeffrey Curtin Hughes. My address is 8221 Gray Avenue, Apartment 1. West Hollywood, California, 90046. Thank you, sir. You may begin. Okay. Um, we got the appeal back, and though they mentioned that there are, we got the appeal where they said the resident manager RSO wasn't being met. Um, they mentioned that there's 10 hours listed. Those 10 hours aren't listed in any particular time. They don't meet the time frame. They're not regular and they're not posted. Um, oh, I would like to st state my current rent is mistaken. It's currently 657.38. Mm. Okay, we have this here where the resident manager is not supervising the tradespeople. They're not showing up. We've su we submitted photographs showing the pool was not cleaned. We showed evidence that 
the floors are not being cleaned, the area around the pool is not being washed. These are reductions in services. The pool issues have been resolved. They've taken care of that. As far as I know, the pool is clean. That's fine. What we have is the maintenance crew does not respond to requests. We need a manager there to supervise them and make sure they do a good job. Frequently they show up, they don't do a good job. As far as the gardens go, we had gardens around the pool that had 20, 25-year-old specimen trees. They were beautiful, but nothing over the top. The landlord has removed them because they refuse to maintain them. The freestanding pots were maintained by building. The built-in planters were certainly maintained by the building, and about three-quarters of those have been removed. Um, I really don't think that uh, that's, you know, that's a reduction of services for us. The pool area has still not been washed off. The gardens are still not being maintained. The gardens have to be watered regularly so that the shrubs don't send their roots into the pipes and drains causing flooding. We've been over this several times. It's, we're not asking them to do it. They have to have the tradespeople do it, and they're not. Janitorial services have been reduced 70 to 75%. They're coming once or twice a month instead of four or five. Excuse me. They are um, not vac they're vacuuming like every three months instead of every week, not washing things down. These are all things we've submitted photographs for this. Now, as far as the manager goes, we did have the resident manager start to move in in December was not available for the standard RSO four hours per day, Monday through Friday. Because she's not available, the staff just shows up whenever they want, if they want. We've presented this to the best of our ability. I represent a tenants union of 17 other tenants. We've discussed all these issues at length. Um, I wish it was a more concise way to put it, but that's what we have. Thank you, sir. So your time is up, but you have the remaining two minutes uh, for the rebuttal after the landlord speaks. All right. Okay. Anything else? Uh, let me ask if the commissioners have any questions. Not, not at this time, sir. We're all set. Yeah, Thank you may you. have a seat. Thank you. Um, at this time, I would like to uh, ask the landlord and the landlord's representative to unmute yourselves and. They're present in person. Uh, they're pr I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> I thought they were present online. So, sir, uh, you are here. Please come up to the come to the podium. Uh, you as well as your representatives, if they wish to speak. All right. So, as I uh, as I stated before, you will have a total of five minutes to present your case. Um, before you begin, please state your name and the city of residence for the record, and you may begin. Got it. I'm John Filipko with The Landlord. Um, yeah, I'll speak uh, for about a minute and a half, and then I'll, I'll pop it over to, to my coworker and then the on-site manager. Sure. Um, congratulations, Commissioner Bass. Cool to be here to see you sworn in. Um, so real quick, I'll just go over the general, kind of the overview. Um, I just kind of want to see if this appeal for a rent reduction 
is based more on a technicality or if it's actual, uh, actually a reduction of service because it makes sense for like a mom and pop shop if there's, you know, just the on-site manager dealing with a lot of the day-to-day -day and all that. The way our operation works is we have a full uh, in-house maintenance crew, uh, so they deal with all the maintenance. We actually ask that our on-site managers don't do any maintenance for liability reasons. Um, like the legal counsel said, we have janitorial uh, twice a month. We have the pool cleaner. Um, so there's not a ton for the on-site manager to do. We have it kind of on a, f a flux schedule. If she, uh, you know, has 10 hours worth, you know, she's always paid for, for that amount, but if there's extra, if there's less, it's kind of a sliding scale. Um, yeah, I mean, just in general, you know, we're more than happy to, to up the hours to 20, 20 hours a week, but, and I'll have her talk, but just uh, her job description and her, you know, the services that she does, it wouldn't take that long. Um, and so on that, I'll just have her kind of describe her job description and what she, what she does in a basic, you know, day. Rochelle? Very well. Good Hi evening. There. Please state your name and the city of residence. And, and yes, my name is Rochelle Jimenez. I am at 8221 DeLongpre Avenue, number 7. And I am the resident manager as of December 1st, 2022. And my contract does state 10 hours. I could have additional hours if necessary. So how my day works is I sweep the common areas two to three times a day. Uh, and that's on the inside. On the outside, I sweep two to three times a week. I even sometimes sweep the sidewalk if it's pretty bad, but I do walk around continuously and I take care of the building. And since I've been the manager, uh, several tenants have come up to me and they have thanked me for how good the building looks. They've thanked me for the maintenance uh, and they've thanked me for the job that the crew has even done. And uh, as a matter of fact, the former manager has even told me that the place looks great. Um, if necessary, I will do more hours when that time comes. Since I live on site, they have access to me. Phone, email, text, I will be there. As a matter of fact, uh, my husband and I, we turned off a kitchen valve at 12.30 on a Sunday morning because it was leaking. Um, I tell my tenants I am there for emergencies, fire, flood, and blood, and I will be there, and I am always there for them. And uh, my duties are constantly fulfilled. All right, thank you. Thank you. Is anyone else wants to speak? Yes, sir. Please state your name and the city of residence, and you may uh, speak. Yeah, Rick Sanchez, uh, state of residence, California. Um, so, just want to address the main issues, I guess, that were at hand. Uh, the 20 hours a week, uh, the contract does say 10 hours a week, but she is allowed extra time if needed. To fulfill their duties so it's not necessarily you have you can only work 10 hours so she, it, sector number five does say that allowed uh, extra time is if extra time is needed it's allowed um, as far as the posting of the hours we do not have her hours posted since it's kind of whenever she's needed um, but we do have our our contact information for the office posted in the lobby uh, our email um, our website and our phone number 
and we do have a 24 hour, seven days a week uh, maintenance line that they can reach. So we are accessible 24 seven if needed and the resident manager is on site and then the management company is also available. So I just wanted to address that. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, how much time is left? One minute and 11 seconds. Uh, would you like to take that one minute and 11 seconds if you have anything else to add? We're more than happy to adjust to 20 hours if that's a technicality. But even if we do change the contract to 20 hours, services aren't going to change. She's still going to be available the same amount of time, which is what it is now. If she needs, if she's needed 20 hours, she will do 20 hours. All that's right. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. So, if nothing else to add, that will conclude your comment. And um, commissioners, any questions for the landlord, Commissioner Wright, and then Commissioner Moore? Have there been weeks where you worked uh, 20 hours uh, or more? Can you please come to the uh, podium? I'm sorry, would you uh, repeat the question, please? Have there been weeks where you worked um, 20 hours or more? Not to this point, no. Okay. It hasn't been necessary. What are your stated duties in your contract? Uh, so I am cleaning, I clean up the common area and uh, anything that uh, I show units when they're empty. I also work the move-in. So when someone moves in, I show them around. Um, I give them the keys. I hand the keys over the day of the move-in and uh, clean up the laundry area, just all of the common areas and emergencies, of course. Okay, other questions? Um, you mentioned emergencies. What, what type of emergency that would be within your, let's say, Well, for instance, the night that my husband and I uh, went to this unit at 12.30 on a Sunday morning, uh, the valve on the kitchen, she, it was too tight, so she couldn't close it herself, and we didn't want the sink running all night. I'm sorry, let me go back. Uh, the sink was running. She couldn't close the valve because it was uh, too tight. So my husband and I went up there and we closed it for her. Um, we didn't want her, first of all, we don't want to waste all of that water. And secondly, we don't want our tenant to have to live with that and be uncomfortable with that running all night. So that, that was one of our emergencies that I had taken care of. All right. If there is no emergency, and let's say there is no vacancy to show the unit to a prospective tenant, uh, bes besides maintaining the grounds, mm -hmm. which is, I believe, that would be janitorial kind of a, uh, services that the landlord stated, there was a crew for it. So what would be your functions for those 10 hours a week? Well, for instance, uh, we do have trees in the common area and outside that drop several leaves. Uh, as I previously stated, I sweep at least twice, sometimes three, sometimes four times a day, just depending on how, uh, how much this tree drops. And also, uh, just cleaning up the front and the back, I also check our maintenance list, just to make sure, so I am aware of uh, what needs to be fixed. So I'm just, I, I like to be plugged into the building just to know what, because all of the tenants do their own maintenance requests through Appfolio, which I'm sure 
most of you are familiar with. They do their own maintenance request. I have access to that, so I like to read them just to know what's going on. Okay. If there is some type of work that needs to be done in the common areas that might be loud, I post notices for that. Just certain people work from home and I don't want them to be disturbed, so I post those notices. Uh, I post all notices that the tenant, uh, I'm sorry, that my company sends to me. Those are my additional duties. That, that's not really like 10 hours a week kind of a responsibilities to me. Uh, it, it's whenever there is a necessity for posting a notice or doing what, what you described to do. So do you have a specific hours of operation on a daily basis? Since I live on site, not specific, it could go anywhere from six in the morning till whenever, and whenever someone may need something. And the tenants, they have your cell number? Yes, they do. Okay. Cell uh, and email. All right, thank you. Nothing further at this time. Um, please have a seat. Thank and you. Let me. Oh, you, you have a question? Yeah, and, and, and so does um, Commissioner. You oh, can I go thought first. you don't have a question. Yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> All right, so then I'm going to ask the landlord to come back. Uh, your question is for the landlord or the managers? Uh, land, uh, Mr. Sanchez? Yes. Mr. Sanchez, please come back. Uh, your question is also to Mr. Sanchez. All right, all right. So in the, in the, the hearing testimony, you testified that, you know, the janitorial services had actually been increased and not reduced, as you know the tenant said. Can you tell me what what they were before, and then sort of what the increase was in the janitorial services? Yes. Uh, from, so from July first to December first, we did not have a resident manager. So sorry, the, the janitorial services. Yeah. So okay. we did not have a resident manager from July first to December first. So during that time, we increased janitorial services to once four times a week, four times a month. So once a week. Currently, with the resident manager on site, they're only two times a month. But we increased it when there was nobody there on site, as well as the, cl the cleaners and the landscapers. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Bass. Yeah, the, the hearing examiner's record, and I'm not sure which one of you can answer this, suggests that the planters uh, belong to the tenants. I'm wondering which tenants were allowed to build, like build planter boxes? So they're pots, In planter pots. Not the planters. The planters itself belong to the building. Okay. But we removed the pots, which uh, belonged to a previous tenant, okay. and he used to water them. But thank you. the, but the landscaper never watered those at all. The built-ins were. The built-ins were by the landscaper. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, are the commissioners any questions? Let me ask you, or the manager, or whoever wants to respond. Um, can Can you confirm the number of units? How many units are in the uh, twenty-eight units? Right. 27 minus one, there's no 13. Oh, wait, 28? 27, 28, 28 is the manager yeah, yeah. unit, right. So the 27 units. The 27 units, that may be irrelevant, you're going to say, but uh, everybody pays the rent to uh, online or uh, yes. the, the majority of them pay the, online. The majority. And you can mail uh, Are there well. any people who pay directly, paid before directly to the manager? Is there a... Um, we changed job? that practice a couple of years ago okay. to... Avoid the middleman. All right. So it's I just, you know, online. Uh, that's not going to affect my vote. I just wanted oh, to, yeah. out of curiosity. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, you may have a seat. Uh, let me, okay, that concludes our questions for the uh, landlord and the manager and the representative. Uh, I'm going to have, I'm going to ask the tenant to come back, please. And you still have two minutes for your rebuttal based on the testimony, uh, based on the oral argument from the landlord and, and their representative. So if there is anything you would like to add, you have two minutes, sir. Okay. 
Um, we don't want the rent reduction. We want our services restored. The rent reduction is really not, doesn't meet the requirements. This, we have gone through this with management for over a year. They have reduced services, the token resident manager, all this stuff. It seems that um, we have to take them to the city for everything. They do not, their emergency number, they do not respond to. I was without a toilet for four days. I had to call the city inspector to get them to come and fix it. If you pull the city inspector's files for this address, I'm not the only one. Um, the tenants here are very easy. The building is not troublesome. This is the bare minimum. Janitorial cleaning and maintenance. Maintenance is a nightmare. They do not show up. If they show up, they do a lame, half-assed job. There's no one to supervise them and they do nothing. We would like the resident manager, as part of her duties, to supervise the janitorial, the pool, the garden staff, and all that to go through to make sure the jobs are done, because they're not being done. That's it for me. All right, thank you, sir. Um, commissioners, you have any questions at this time? Uh, Commissioner uh, Wright. During the, the, the hearing, did you testify regarding like the frequency of the cleaners being reduced? Yes. I, I don't see anything in the, in the file that says that. It sort of just talks about the quality, but not really the frequency oh, of the no, visits. Oh, no, it's been reduced by three quarters. They used to come four or five times a month. Now it's like once or twice. They vacuum the carpets like every three months or longer. The floors are not being washed. They're just being swept down. The area around the pool where we walk barefoot is dirty. This isn't a lot to ask. This is the bare minimum. Thank you. Thank you. Right. I, I, I'd like to ask you, sir, um, have you ever contacted the manager at the number that you received from them? Again, Before, please? Have you ever called the manager at the, at, at the cell number, at the number that you have for the manager? Yes, we talked Not the management quickly. company, but the on-site manager. I'm sorry. I the on-site manager, I have a phone number and email. And, and you have contacted the, uh, the person, the manager? We've tried contacting them. Uh, like I said, my personal experience is they just blew it off. They didn't answer. Well, if you called, was the call answered? Um, I don't think we had an available manager at that time. I put in a maintenance request through the maintenance portal. Okay. I called the emergency number at but, least but since half December, a dozen times. Since December of 20, last year, since December of last year when she was appointed as on-site manager, have you had any reason to call uh, with any, any request for maintenance or any emergencies? No, not with, not with Rochelle, no. Okay, all right. All right, thank you. Uh, I don't see any other questions. You may have a seat at this time. Thank you, sir. All set? Yes, yeah. All right, uh, with that, we're gonna close the oral argument uh, portion of the appeal, and uh, commissioners, if there are any questions uh, regarding the report, or if you have anything to ask Mr. Natalizio, this is the time before we begin our deliberation. I have a question for Mr. Natalizio, if you, if you know this. Um, the ordinance is, is pretty clear on what, what we require here in the city for, I think it's is it 16 units for an on-site manager. Yeah, and that's been 
as far as I know, it's not changed since the start of uh, the ordinance. Um, is this a common um, uh, requirement amongst uh, at least rent stabilized cities, but I don't know why it has anything to do with rent stabilization. Is, is this something that other cities require? Um, yeah, this is um, an, implementation, an implementation of state law. So this is a state law provision that mirrors this. This is just yeah, the city. So no matter where you owned a building in the state of California, if you have a certain, over a certain amount of units, you're gonna have some sort of requirement like this of on-site management. Correct. Um, and for the landlord to comply with this, um, if we had a willing landlord willing to apply or willing to comply with it, which it sounds like we might have in the room tonight, wouldn't they just have to stick a, uh, a sign on the wall, put the hours up there, um, find an on-site manager that agrees to those hours, and it sounds like they've got that, um, and file a compliance form with the city? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Others? Other commissioners? Um, my concern again is the uh, duties of the uh, on-site manager. Uh, there is a willingness by the landlord to increase the number and it seems that's not a problem, which is great to have um, compliance uh, regarding the number of uh, hours. But I still wanted to know if there is any, um, anything that would suggest what type of uh, services the manager should provide or may provide um, during those 20 hours. Just having someone sitting there and doing nothing for 20 hours, it doesn't seem, um, to me, it doesn't seem full compliance. So how do I deal with that? It's in my head. Well, the code just requires that they're present and available to respond to tenant concerns. Um, I understand what you're saying um, in terms of, um, it seems like it's just requiring somebody to sit there for four hours, five days a week. Um, but the purpose of this provision is that, you know, everyone has different hours, people um, aren't home, um, you know, every day of the week, people may be traveling. Um, and so having an established period um, that the residents know when they can go to a resident manager to address concerns um, is the intent of the, the, this code provision. Um, it's not intended to have an um, individual on site to perform maintenance um, you know, or do like emergency repairs. It's just um, intending to ensure that tenants have somebody every weekday that they can go to during certain time periods when there are issues to address. Um, so they have a direct contact to the um, landlord. Um, in terms of, you know, what other duties could be required of a resident manager, I mean, that would be more of a contractual issue between the landlord and the resident manager. Um, in terms of the commission, it would be interpreting this code section, which just requires physically present and available to respond. Um, and so, the commission is free to interpret that. My interpretation would be is they're there and present and willing to help at least provide a tenant guidance um, or at least inform them of how to handle a situation or who to contact. Um, but that would be a commission deliberation. And um, clearly, as you stated, um, there was a state law and 
this Munich code, uh, this this code, this RSO section, um, is consistent with the uh, state uh, law. Again, we don't know what's in the state specific code, whether there is a description of the duties of the manager or something, but maybe or may not. I don't know. I'm, I'm you know, obviously we don't know what's in the state law, but that's uh, that's nothing that we can really discuss or open the discussion about it. I, I understand what you're basically saying. So under yeah. the RSO uh, rule, as long as are the 20 hours and the hours of operations and the phone numbers are available, that would be, that would constitute compliance. Right, I'm, I'm not sure off the top of my head, you know, the exact language of the state provision. I mean, I think that because this is implementing, this is what the commission should be looking at and not the state law and as, mm -hmm this provision isn't in conflict with the state law or isn't preempted, so really the focus would just be on this subsection H, H2, H1 through 3. Correct, and I agree with you. Thank you. Um, if I don't see any further questions, um, we're gonna start the deliberation. Anyone wants to begin? Uh, do you wanna, you wanna start, Commissioner Bass? I'm happy to start. Uh, so I have, I have a few things on this one. Um, I asked about the planters being built in because the uh, hearing examiner's report does say that uh, that everybody agreed that these belonged to, um, th that the planters belonged to other tenants. And I have a hard time believing that when they're built in and we were told that that wasn't the case today. So um, as I looked at the pictures, I see planter boxes that were either removed or the plant life was taken out and then just bark was put in. And I know that we can't dictate what kind of plant goes in there. It could be drought tolerant, it could be whatever, right? But, but for me, living in such a dense city, it is a vital housing service that if, if you move into a building because there is some green space of some sort, to have that completely eliminated is a reduction of a housing service. And so I have a real problem. I, I don't know that they're very big. I don't like can't tell from the pictures, so I don't know what sort of rent reduction there would be, but I believe that the hearing examiner clearly made a mistake based on the evidence in the record on that one. I heard the conversation about the maintenance and looking at the record on this. Um, I am unable to tell whether it's been reduced or not, and so I believe the hearing examiner's decision on that one uh, does stand up based on the, the service, or excuse me, based on the record that we see. Um, uh, it might not be clean, as clean as it used to be, but, uh, but I, am, I am convinced that the hearing examiner could have come to that decision reasonably. Uh, on the resident manager, I heard a lot of discussion from the landlord that, uh, the, and from the commission's questions that maybe 20 hours might be too much, that there might not be enough for them to do. Regardless of that, the code says 20 hours. It doesn't say if they're needed for 20 hours, it says 20 hours. And if that means somebody is watching soap operas, not that that's what you do, I'm not implying that at all, I'm sure you work very hard, but if that's what they're doing and the resident and the property manager is willing to not require them to do more than that, then at least they're available for, for the 20 hours a week. And so that's just really straightforward and I do believe that the hearing examiner made a mistake there. One that's a little bit more complicated for me is around the pool heater. We heard about the maintenance issues, and that I believe is before us in the appeal. Uh, the uh, pool heater was replaced on December 22nd. The hearing, uh, excuse me, the application for this hearing was finished on November 14th. I believe the, the notice went out 
I believe, December 20th, and then the heater was replaced on the 22nd. Um, the way I read uh, the uh, code based, uh, let's see, I'm on page 363 of our packet under number five. It's in the hearing examiner's finding or conclusions of law. He quotes the code and it says, if remediation of the conditions supporting a downward adjustment has occurred when the hearing examiner closes the record, which was uh, in January, then the downward adjustment shall be effective through the rental due date immediately preceding the remediation. So if the, peer, if the record was closed in November, the hearing happened in January, the remediation happened on the 22nd of December, the way I'm reading this, and I'm happy to be corrected, but I want to have a discussion around this, is that there would be a rent reduction at least for the December 1st rental due date, because that was the date immediately preceding the remediation. So uh, I don't know what would be the appropriate reduction for a heater, and it would be for just one month, but I believe the hearing examiner made a, uh, the way I'm reading this, and I'm not an attorney, uh, is that that would be inaccurate and there should be a reduction for that one thing. And the fifth thing I have in my notes is that uh, if we accept staff's recommendation, we should amend the resolution to give the, uh, the tenant the $25 filing feedback for being successful on the merits upon appeal. Uh, so those are my five items, and I'd love to hear, especially as a new person, uh, if I got something wrong or if, uh, how all of you feel about those uh, same issues. Thank you. Chair, do you mind if I jump in? Yes, please. Um, and uh, Mr. Hollow and I spoke with uh, Commissioner Bass about this um, and regarding whether or not the pool heater was actually within the jurisdiction of this appeal. Um, staff's position is that the pool heater wasn't appealed by the tenant, um, and so this, that's the reason why it wasn't analyzed. Um, when you look at the actual appeal itself, which is on bait stamp 335, um, it's just relating to the resident manager restoration of janitorial and gardening services, um, and the only reference um, to pool is just the gardening services in the pool area. Um, so staff's position is that um, this pool heater issue is in, it, it's, it's final and it's not within the jurisdiction of this appeal, but. I, I would like to push back in that you mentioned the pool maintenance in your opening statement uh, as when you were giving your report. Um, and uh, I, I read into uh, the janitorial services, gardening services in the pool area have not been fully restored as pool area, I believe it was just a blanket statement that was pretty broad, so I found that it was in there, and then when you mentioned it in your in your uh, staff report, and then the uh, uh, the tenant mentioned it during his comments, I figured that clearly put it before us. That's where I came to. Sure. I mean, I disagree. I, I don't think that this appeal at all references a um, heater. I think the, actually the tenant said that the pool, all the pool issues have been resolved actually during their statement. Um, and I think that the pool maintenance is in reference to the cleaning and the janitorial services around the pool, um, but not the, the heater or, I think there's like a light issue as well. I don't think that those are a part of the appeal. All right. So okay. this would be up for the commission to determine whether or not um, they think that this pool heater actually falls within the appeal. Thank you. 
Um, that concludes your comments also. Thank you, uh, sir. Uh, Commissioner Moore. Um, I'm trying to determine the actual appeal itself, um, just due to Mr. Hughes's final comment. Can you, Commissioner, speak? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Just due to Mr. Hughes's final comments around the appeal that he was not looking for a rent reduction, which I think was was the appeal itself. So I'm just. So it's uh, that's regarding the the heating, uh, right? The the pool heating. No, the. Do you know what? I, <laughs> if I could rephrase, uh, the the testimony tonight was he's not seeking. Uh, a lower rent. He's seeking uh, a return of the services, um, but his appeal um, is is because he's the the hearing examiner determined he wasn't reducing, didn't have any services reduced. I don't know why this is so difficult. <laughs> uh, Thank you for he, helping. He's appealing that. It was the first time you were on the commission. You were commissioned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that helped at all, but <laughs> it, uh, it it did confuse a little bit more. But <laughs> so what, um, the, wh why I referred to regarding the pool um, hitting in uh, in response to the uh, legal camp. I mean, the 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 question was asked by uh, the commissioner, Commissioner Bass, and uh, legal counsel's uh, kind of a suggestion was what the what the commission thinks about it. So, but yeah, I'm, I I I got it. And so what you, uh, what will be your position uh, regarding the whole appeal? So are you going to, um, what are your position about the affirming or uh, uh, what's this, it's affirming in part or um, uh, Chair, if, if, I, if I may, to make it easier just because Yes. Please. Just in terms of what's being recommended here, it's, I think, it's complex, but it's different than what we normally do. Perhaps the first thing to do is to address whether or not the commission finds that the pool heater is a part of the appeal, just because that'll factor into deliberation. Once that preliminary um, discussion has been done, then I'll just recommend going by kind of service by service. So, for example, then the resident manager, the janitorial services, the, that makes sense. and so on and so on. Yeah, that makes sense. It will keep the, um, the discussion, everything um, kind of clear and transparent. Uh, let's start with the commissioners, Commissioner Moore. So what's your position on the um, heating pool, uh, pool heating uh, issue? From my, from my understanding, it seems that it was um, resolved and in a timely manner. Okay, so you're saying that it should not be considered as part of this appeal? Correct. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Wright, what's your position on that? So I think the conversation was interesting uh, between Commissioner Bass um, um, and, and John, sorry, <laughs> um, that the, the appeal by the party on, you know, page 335, it doesn't actually, they're not actually appealing the uh, the resident manager, um, but staff took it upon themselves to find that there was an error uh, in the hearing officer's decision. 
Um, and so it would seem to me that if you know staff can sort of look at those issues and see that there was an error, even though it's not on appeal, uh, that we have that option as well. Um, if we see something in the record that doesn't um, coincide or you know may not be is not supported by the the evidence uh, and the testimony, and to bring it for us to consider, um, I didn't do the math and sort of didn't check the dates to see if, you know, there that one month or whatnot would have been. Um, Commissioner, eats. before you go down that. Sure. Uh, it does say very clearly on 335 issues being appealed at the very top. Resident manager per West Hollywood laws, restoration of janitorial and garden services. So I'm looking at the bottom. It just says janitorial services, yeah, gardening it's services. A little, it's a little confusing, but here's how I've read it is right below the parcel ID number, which is handwritten. There's the property address. This is where procedurally issues being appealed is written in. It's those three things, resident manager, restoration of janitorial, and gardening services. So one, two, three. And then there's and another. Then everything written below is kind of an ad lib by the tenant. But I mean, it's very, yeah, or yeah, by the tenant. But I mean, our, our procedures are pretty clear. You have well, to. I, okay, let me finish yeah, my, my testimony ahead. then. Thank you for pointing that out because I was reading sort of the bottom the bottom of it. I didn't see the, the part at the top. Um, so, I mean, I stand by the position. I think if we review and see that there's an error, I think we can bring it to the board to consider. If we decide against it, I think that that's sort of a separate issue. Um, regarding the, you know, the, um, whether or not the, the heater was fixed, you know, timely, um, et cetera. Um, I, I don't think there was an error in the decision, but I, I, I'm, I think that if we're there, um, it would be up, we could still consider it whether it was appealed or not. Sure, I just want to jump in. I just want to say, I mean, to be clear, the commission is limited to reviewing what's appealed. There, the commission doesn't have full authority on an appeal to review the entire case. It's limited to what's appealed and matters that aren't appealed are deemed final, and that's in the regulations. I, and, I, and I agree with you, uh, sir, um, that we, we can only consider what's on the appeal, and that's what we're going to um, stick with. But still, if you, I, I want to ask the commissioners if you believe that um, pool heating will be, uh, should be uh, considered as part of the appeal. So that's what we're looking into at this point. And before I go on other uh, issues, I just want to clarify what's the commission's position on that particular issue, whether the um, pool heating is, is part of this appeal or not. So we have Commissioner Moore stating it's not. We have Commissioner Wright saying it's not. It's not. Uh, Commissioner Kirpis? I would agree based upon um, the, the form that it is not part of the All right. The Commissioner um, Mar Martz. Sorry. And, that, and uh, we already know your position, Commissioner Bass, that it is, right? So I'm going to state my position, and I believe it's not part of the appeal. So with that, since the majority is, uh, uh, the majority of us don't consider this as a part of the, doesn't consider this a part of the appeal, so we're not going to include that in, the, uh, in our uh, um, decision tonight. So now I'm going to go back on the other issues, and if the commissioners want to um, now state your position, uh, whether you agree to affirm and and um, and what's your position on the 
staff's recommendation regarding the ma resident manager and the reduction uh, for all qualifying tenants. Uh, let's start with, again, uh, Commissioner uh, Moore. Sorry, you said my opinion uh, on the resident manager? Uh, regarding the other uh, services, janitorial services, landscaping, and um, your position regarding the um, resident manager and the reduction of $55 for all qualifying tenants. So I'll start with um, the resident manager. Um, she's in residence. She's there 24-7, it seems, and available. Um, I think it's a technicality, personally, on the 10 hours. Um, although I would change the contract, uh, if possible, and post um, specific hours that uh, the resident manager is available uh, during those times. Um, on the janitorial, can I come? Can you come back to me on on those? Yeah, I just if I you just, if if you want to affirm uh, the staff's recommendation regarding the janitorial services and pool maintenance and landscaping, if you agree with the uh, staff's recommendation regarding the examiner's decision for this matter, I do agree with staff um, on the examiner's position. On those, um, I, I'm not sure that I agree with staff on uh, the rent reduction due to the managerial okay. um, position. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner Kerpis. Um, you're wanting us to very specifically talk about those. Uh, yeah, so I just want to know if you were affirming uh, the decision or if, if not. So. I would be affirming the entire decision with the exception of, uh, I do believe that uh, I would follow staff recommendation on the, um, on the manager, manager on-site manager, and I can explain that later, um, but I'm also interested in hearing more about, um, I could potentially be persuaded to remand the, uh, the gardening, um, uh, reduction in the in the plans and stuff like that because I, I don't feel really think that the hearing examiner fully explored that um, uh, at least based upon the few sentences that are written about it in the in the report um, and we've had lots of cases where um, uh, and it would be interesting to find out what the hearing examiner or the commission would later find if there were plants that were provided by individuals in planters provided by the landlord and then was this a volunteer choice that each of those owners of those plants pulled them out or was it the landlord making them move it out? I mean, all that would have to be explored by the hearing examiner. So I am open um, uh, if other colleagues felt that way as well to remand that for more exploration. Um, and I'm just going to say right now what I think about the uh, hearing or the, 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 um, the, the manager. Yeah. So this is a very clear, easy to follow, um, especially if you've got willing parties in the room. Um, the, the, the tenant tonight said, all I want is to restore the services. We may not be restoring all the services that he's asking for tonight, um, but one of the ones that we know, or that I feel strongly that was, was reduced or has not been complied with is 
the on-site manager position based upon what the code says, which is not unique to West Hollywood. Um, and it's easy for them to comply. <laughs> um, so it's a win-win. They don't have to pay, they don't have to pay money out, um, and the tenant at least gets that portion of it back. So it has someone. When it comes to the number of hours, the person, the, the, the four hours a day, it's really, a, my guess is that it's really a protection for um, the manager as well. So we want, the, the purpose behind the law is to have somebody present in the larger buildings so that, that we can go to in cases of emergency or whatever. But at the same time, you don't want to just stick that person there and expect them to be available at all hours. So you have set hours and they've kind of set up a framework of how many hours. So it's almost a protection for the on-site manager as well that people can't just be knocking at your door you know, at all hours unless it is an emergency. Um, so I see this is a win-win, easy one to, to do. That's where I'm at. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Martz? Um, yes, I agree with staff on the resident manager. Again, this is similar to the last case. This is a pretty black and white law that we have. You need 20 hours, you need the correct hours, you need to post it. Sounds like that's not being complied with. As Commissioner Kirby asked earlier, but um, I want to reiterate, any housing service that we order tonight, a dollar amount to, the way you get that fixed, if you're the landlord, is you comply with it. You ask the city, call them up, say, I would like a compliance determination. Um, this isn't just for you, it's for everyone. And then staff comes out there, says, hey, yep, you're doing that thing, boom. The whatever we order, if we do tonight as a reduction in rent, goes away because you've complied with that. Tenant today said, I don't want the money. That's the power we have to give, but that's the carrot and the stick. You know, the money compels the landlord to do the thing that we want them to do, if they're a good landlord. Um, so I think the testimony is clear. Landlord's not in compliance on that, um, so I would agree with the staff on that matter. Um, I am persuaded by Commissioner Bass' comments and looking again at the photos. Um, Commissioner Kerpies is more of a fan of remands than I am. Um, <laughs> I like to get decisions made tonight, but I could go either way. I do think maybe on this one, a little more exploration on that topic would be right. So on the landscaping, I would be in favor of remanding that to the hearing examiner to explore that further. And I think staff was correct. I think there's enough evidence in the record to uphold the decision as to the janitor. So manager, a reduction of 55. Janitor, no. And then pool landscaping, remand. Thank you. Commissioner Wright, please. Uh, thank you. Um, so the resident manager, I do agree with staff and their assessment of, you know, not the resident manager not meeting the, the stated hours. Um, and not necessarily, though, based on the contract, but based on, you know, sort of the testimony that was given tonight. I asked, you know, were there times where you worked 20 hours? She said no. And so that, you know, sort of clearly shows that she, you know, she hasn't sort of been meeting this uh, regardless of what the contract says. Um, and, you know, in addition to that, we didn't have, you know, payroll records. We didn't have, you know, how many hours she'd worked. We just had that this, that the contract said this. And so with the testimony tonight, I, I do feel confident uh, in the staff's decision. Um, and, you know, I know some of the commissioners have sort of been having a, you know, sort of, an issue is a strong word, but just thinking, well, if she doesn't have anything to do for the 20 hours, then why is she available? Um, and just as, a, as an employment attorney, right, if she's on call and she has to be there and can't go anywhere else, then it does make sense for them to compensate her for, those, for that time, even if she's watching soap operas, which we don't think you are. 
<laughs> um, regarding the the landscaping, I think that you know the, the photos to me are sort of indicative that there um, so that there was a change. You know, the, there's testimony in the record and by the tenants tonight that there were trees there. Now there are wood chips, and so I would be also agreeable to that being remanded. Um, regarding the janitorial services, um, so in looking, you know, and, and I asked the tenants, and I also asked, you know, the landlord, you know, about the the frequency of the the cleaners, and you know, the landlord testified, you know, at one point they were coming four times a month, um, and then they were coming at two because the resident manager was there, sort of doing some of that work, um, and then reading sort of what was testified to, um, it seems that the hearing officer sort of looked at there being this consistent, you know, every month there had been some cleaning services, but I don't see that there was questioning of before this once a month, you know, uh, services, was there a different arrangement? Were there, were there, was there a greater frequency of the janitorial services coming out? Um, in addition to that, on page 378, Bates number, there's a picture, I believe it's submitted by the tenant that sort of shows this hallway that's, you know, got some stuff down there. It's like, you know, some, some clutter. Uh, there were some pictures submitted of just some hallways with stuff there. And so for me, I think that there's not only a, a quantity issue, but maybe a quality issue regarding the janitorial services. And so, you know, and I asked the question earlier to staff, does it, you know, do either one of those sort of matter when we're assessing whether a service was reduced? And it appears that both of those are factors that are considered. Um, and I don't know that there was sort of sufficient testimony on it, and I'm sort of happy to hear anyone else if, if they sort of see that there was sort of more of a discussion of the frequency um, discussion, uh, but I would, you know, be open to remanding on, on that issue to see if, you know, is there evidence that there, the frequency was greater as the tenant testified to? Um, I don't know if that was testified to during the, the hearing. I, I, I don't see it, so I don't know if the hearing officer considered it or not, but it appears that based on what they said tonight, they've essentially said they went from four to two, um, and I think to me that that appears to be a reduction in services. Um, and then just to my earlier point when I was saying, you know, um, that if it's not, it wasn't appealed, we could send it back. I was sort of saying that because based on some of the prior discussions, when we were thinking about remand, we also thought, well, maybe if we're going to send it back, perhaps we send an issue that wasn't because we're unsure, um, not sort of this carte blanche, we send it back and we talk about it and discuss it just because, for fun, um, but because it was relevant to something else that we were already uh, remanding. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. I thought it's going to be uh, one of these uh, cut and dry cases, <laughs> but you guys were able to complicate it. So now, in my my opinion, uh, well, first let me start with the re resident manager um, uh, item. Uh, I agree with staff's recommendation and the um, amount that was determined, and I think that's obviously within the commission's power to determine it now and we don't need to remand on this issue and I know that commissioners are not recommending that. So I'm in agreement with staff's recommendation regarding the resident manager. Um, I am in agreement with janitorial services and uh, regarding the pool maintenance, the uh, recommendation to affirm the uh, examiner's decision uh, regarding that matters. <clears throat> in. And concerning landscaping, 
when I read uh, the report in, in, in the doc, in the attached documents in the record, uh, in the analysis of summary of evidence, I think my understanding was that it's undisputed that the, those plants that were not provided by, uh, by the landlord as a, as a housing service. Uh, I, uh, that was my understanding of when I read it, and I see now that the commissions have a different understanding of that um, uh, issue, and I want to know why and where is that that we see an indication that these plants were uh, provided by the landlord, because my understanding, based on the hearing, uh, that it should be undisputed that this is not... Uh, um, landlord provided services, and these were the tenants' plans. Chair, I, pages 374 to 377 show pictures of the built in boxes that I asked the landlord about. 370, 374 and 375, and how this. The, those don't look like, and, and the landlord confirmed tonight that they're not just planters somebody put out in front of their unit, but they were built in and belonged to the building. That may belong to the building, but where, uh, whether there are plants there uh, provided by the landlord as a housing service, I think that's, that's, you know, the boxes may be there, but it doesn't mean this is for the plants. Which, which is why I'm inclined to support Commissioner Kirby's to remand to find out the answer to that question. Okay. Because it's not clear in the record. What are you saying? Yeah, I, I won't repeat it. I'm just going to say, um, it, imagine yourself if you went into uh, a building and were looking at it for if you wanted to rent. I mean, you don't know that those are somebody else's plants that there, but you choose this building because it's beautiful, da da da, you choose your apartment, uh, and six months later, they're gone. Does, does it really matter who? I, I understand what you're saying. So yeah, but, but based on the testimony, it seems like there is no, uh, it might, again, my opinion, when I read it, there was no question to me whether there was a dispute, uh, did the real landlord provide these plants or he didn't? So when I read this, this, this uh, packet, uh, it was clear to me that, that the plants were not uh, landlord-provided housing services. So, um, although the box was there, but it doesn't mean that uh, the plants were planted, provided by the landlord. At the time, tenants put the plants there, and I understand what you're saying. If a newer tenant goes there and sees these plants and believes, oh, this is a beautiful landscaping. But when it comes before the uh, hearing examiner, and if it's if it's decided it's not a landlord provided housing service, I don't believe actually that there was an error here. Um, but again, um, I don't have terribly, you know, that would be terribly wrong to remand this to the, back to the examiner if the commission finds that way. But I don't think that's a problem. But anyway, so my position is that I would affirm the staff's recommendation in full as it's presented. So now since we have, since we have, uh, Resolution, a recommendation. Uh, we're going to make a motion, and if it doesn't pass, then we're going to uh, ask for a uh, amended uh, res recommendation, uh, resolution. Uh, Chair, if it's if it's okay with you, just do you mind if I just go through and make sure I understand? I understand. By all means, I, please. I, I probably don't. <laughs> um, so just give me a second. So at least so, regarding the resident manager, it seems like the commission. Um, is leaning towards affirming staff's recommendation. And to be clear, staff's recommendation is to reverse the hearing examiner's decision. Um, and staff has recommended a 
a reduction of $55, but Commissioner Moore said that she didn't agree with that. So I don't know, did you want an opportunity to address that or no? After hearing my colleagues, um, <laughs> um, I, I, I might be changing my mind. Okay. And I have a, can I ask you a question on that actually? How many months would that be in effect for, the $55 reduction, rent reduction? It would be, sorry, Mr. Do you mean going forward or going backwards? Is it go, I would think going backwards. Curve. It, it, it would go, it's the first rental period following the date of the application. Um, so it would be December 1st is when the rent reduction would be imposed back to, okay. and then it would go until a compliance determination has been finalized. Understood. And that would apply to the, the entire building, right? The whole units. It's a common area issue, yes. Correct. All right. Okay. Um, and then, uh, okay, so then I'll do landscaping. Um, so it seems like there's a consensus for a remand. Um, and so it, I don't know. So if it seems like if there is a consensus for a remand, then, my, then I have a question is, is the commission looking to remand the issue solely related to the planters or is the commission going, willing to affirm that those pots um, on, the, on the pool are tenant owned, not landlord responsibility, and this is purely relating to the, the planters? Because the, the, the landscaping involves two issues, which is those pots, which landlord says are tenant owned and they don't have responsibility to maintain, and then the second issue is, is, is the planters. I, I believe uh, in order not to send it back again next time, if it comes before us, so I think we should just, uh, if the commissioners agree, we should just uh, include both. And I agree. I'm inclined to include all of the landscaping addressed here. That's fine. Okay. Um, okay, and then there's then the two issues, so the janitorial maintenance, it seems unclear. I know Commissioner Wright has problems with both quantity and quality and potentially a remand. Um, it seemed like there was some that were willing to go with South's recommendation. I don't know if there were some that were willing to go against. Um, maybe just a discussion about the um, janitorial maintenance with how the commission wants to potentially go with that. I'm with staff's recommendation, just to. I am with staff recommendation. As well. Me as well. I'm going to say this is a situation where I believe I would have made a different decision than the hearing, exam than the hearing examiner, but believe that there's sufficient evidence to support uh, the hearing examiner's decision. Okay. Oh, I'll go with staff's recommendation. Okay. okay. Um, and then the last thing was just the, was pool maintenance, um, staff recommendation, not staff recommendation, a different alternative. I think it was a six to one or a five to one on that one, and I would support the commission's uh, resolution without that. Um, okay. Oh, sorry. And then also the twenty-five dollars um, that commissioner. Um, yes, because normally if you if you win on the merits, then on, you get your application feedback, and so because the tenant looks like they will be winning on the merits upon appeal, I want to give them the $25 back. I would say yes. 
That number's correct, right? I'm saying 25. Yeah, if my that's right. not correct, yeah. <laughs> okay, so my my recommendation would be for the remand. Mm -hmm. I guess there's there's two things we could do. Um, we could either give me 20 minutes to I have to edit and I have to read into the record the changes, the resolution, um, or you can just order. Um, or we can take a vote um, for these issues, and then as part of that, just in order to come back with a resolution that reflects um, what the commission at the um, next approved meeting. at the next meeting. So it's up to the commission, kind of how you want to do it. Oh. Could we table it since we still have to do elections and then right. do it at the end? So let's, let's would that give you enough time? Next meeting. Oh, I see. So you would want to continue the hearing. Continue this item to the next. Do the next item and then come back to this after that item. If it gives you enough time, I think uh, we can get it. Done so I have item. to. I I have to run the next item. So, so that's, <laughs> um, and that's, I would say, you know, there isn't anything in the Brown Act that would prohibit it. It does make a funky like record, um, but I don't think there's anything in unlawful and continuing the item, putting another item in between it. Um, but which, it's which, really up to the. Which would you white, prefer? Why don't we come back with a resolution at the next meeting? We can we can uh, vote on the items if you want to, but we already have, uh, you know, uh, stated our position. So I think we can uh, we can you can come back with a resolution the next meeting. Okay. I'm, I'm interested in what staff's preference would be. Okay. To do it tonight or next meeting. I have no preference. It's just also because this is including a remand. You know, it does kind of prolong. The process. Okay. Um, so, but you know, it's already nine seventeen. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly have a care either way. I don't think it's going to take me too long. But it's just what the, what the commission wants. All right. I don't want to. Do you want to take fifteen minutes break? We'll be able to do it within fifteen minutes. I think so. Yeah. All right. So then we'll take fifteen minutes.
All right, uh, it's uh, 9.38 and our commission is back to order. Uh, our meeting is back to order. Thank you everyone for your patience, but this was needed and it took a little bit over 15 minutes uh, break, but we appreciate that. <laughs> the legal counsel is ready. Uh, now please let us know what we're gonna do. Thank you, Chair, and, and thank you for putting me on blast. I appreciate it. Um, um, okay, so let me just read the change, proposed changes in the, um, to the resolution in the record. Um, so the title of this resolution will now be a resolution of the Rent Civilization Commission of the City of West Hollywood affirming in part, reversing in part, and remanding in part the hearing examiner's decision as to application D4722, um, section four, the first, um, the first line will now read, the commission finds that as it relates to the issue of janitorial services and pool maintenance, the decision is not an error, is supported by substantial evidence in the record, and is not contrary to the law. And then a final sentence will be added at the end of that first section four that says, the commission finds that as it relates to the landscaping around the pool, the matter is remanded for further hearing. And then if we go down to four, um, there will now be an added subsection three, and this will be relating to the, the remand. And so here's the proposed language. Regarding the landscaping, based upon the evidence in the record and the testimony of the parties, the commission requires further information or documentation to determine whether the decision is in error, is supported by substantial evidence in the record, and is contrary to the law. The commission remands with the following instructions. Hold a hearing and permit the parties to submit any evidence and testimony regarding whether there has been a substantial reduction or elimination of housing service involving the landscaping around the pool area. This shall include analyzing the freestanding pots and the planters in the ground. Subsection B will say, the hearing examiner shall consider what landscaping existed around the pool prior to any change in the landscaping at issue by tenant, including the type, quantity, and quality of the landscaping. Subsection C will say, the hearing examiner shall determine who was originally responsible for providing any plants in the freestanding pots and planters in the ground. And subsection D will say, if necessary, provide a valuation for any substantially reduced or eliminated housing surface related to the landscaping around the pool area. It sounds good to me. Is there a I, section about the $25? Yeah, that'll, that'll be next. I just wanted to get the commission's oh, take sorry, on that. Sorry, I'm sorry. Jumping yes, down. that language is acceptable to me. Commissioners? Okay. All right. And then there'll be a um, section, subsection four under section four added, and it'll say uh, as follows tenants who file an application. Um, oops. It'll say tenants who file an application found to have merit are entitled to a reimbursement of their $25 filing fee, filing fee form from their landlords under regulation 6003B. Because the tenant will prevail on appeal regarding the resident manager issue, tenant is entitled to reimbursement of the $25 filing fee. I'm satisfied with that language. So, so those would be all the changes to the resolution if the commission ultimately wanted to um, adopt resolution RSC 23-629. Okay. I would like to move that. 
All right. I will second as read into the record by Mr. Natalizio. Okay. Call the question. <laughs> I, I call the question. Oh, I call the question. All right. So um, we have a motion and we have a second as read in the, in, in the record uh, by the legal counsel. Miss um, Secretary, let me ask, is there any further discussion on the motion? All right, if not, we're ready to take a, a, a roll call vote. Commissioner Bass? Yes. Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Moore? Aye. Commissioner Wright? Aye. Chair Topshin? Aye. Uh, motion carries. Thank you, everyone. Um, thank you, uh, commissioners and the legal counsel staff. And of course, the parties that are here tonight at this hour, it's almost 10 p.m. Thank you for your patience, and we really appreciate your, um, uh, your comments and your uh, statements tonight. If you have any questions, you can reach the staff, you can reach the Rent Civilization Division at 323-848-6450. Um, uh, during the business hours, Monday through Friday, and or you can go to the city uh, uh, hall on the first floor and request an appointment. I guess no, you can you can contact them online and request an appointment in person. And the email will be rsd at weho.org. So that concludes this um, appeal and the appeal portion of tonight's uh, agenda. Thank you. So now we're going to move on to the new business. It's not unfinished, but it's new business. And this is the time of the year when <laughs> the commission elects uh, a chair and vice chair for the next year. So, well, bef before I open the nominations for the chairperson, I just want to, first I want to, uh, mentioned that, you know, I just want to thank, traditionally, I want to thank my colleagues, my fellow commissioners for your support, for uh, being such a great um, commissioners and supporting and everything that I did here. Um, I, uh, I truly appreciate that. And I also want to thank our wonderful secretary uh, for being such a dedicated, well-organized, uh, always smiling. It's just really amazing what an awesome job you did, Diane. And I also want to uh, remember, I also remember Roger. He was, um, you know, the part when I started as the, um, you know, uh, as, by, as chair uh, person. So I want to thank you, first of all, and Roger for doing a great job as a secretary uh, for the commission. I also want to thank our wonderful staff, uh, uh, Manager Holub, for your being always um, supportive, for your guidance, for your wisdom, uh, being very patient. So that's really, uh, that's what I noticed during this year, and obviously for many years, but as serving as chairperson this last 12 month period, you've been a tremendous help whenever I needed to, you know, reach out to you about the issues uh, related to the commission uh, business. Uh, been very supportive, thank you so much. And of course, I want to thank the legal counsel, uh, Mr. Natalizio, who um, 
I'm going to say this, by far uh, is the best legal counsel the commission ever had. So I can, I can tell that. Uh, because I've been serving on this commission for so many years. Um, I've seen a um, number of um, legal counsels. But I truly uh, appreciate your, uh, <laughs> your style, your approach, your, um, the way that you uh, present the cases with um, so much care and respect in uh, the way that you write the reports, present the reports of something new. It's a completely different, uh, different world in, ter in terms of the presenting the reports and writing the reports. Very structured, very well clear, um, and uh, very easy for the commissioners, whether it's a new commissioner or longer serving commissioner, to um, understand the reports. And, and you never shut us up, <laughs> even if we go off the topics and comments, and that's really appreciated. But even if we, I disagree, even if when I disagreed with you, uh, there was the, the, the disagreement with my position was always in a very tactful uh, manner, and I and I appreciated that thing uh, very much. So, and I want to mention a couple, of, say a couple of things that the chair's position is a ceremonial position. There is no uh, a power or a special authority that the uh, chairperson or vice chair will have. Only, yeah, I only have this brand new gavel that I said, Ms. Secretary, just, why couldn't we have this like 12 months ago? <laughs> this is a brand new one, it looks really fancy. So, um, I didn't even disinfect this. I usually do it when I come to the meeting, so, but I left it as is. Um, so it's a ceremonial position, but it's a, it's a wonderful experience, and I believe that everybody should have a chance to serve as chair and vice chair. And um, uh, it's a great experience, clearly. And um, the, I think the Rent Civilization Commission was the very first commission that established that tradition of uh, historically, traditionally, to rotate uh, the chairs and um, vice chair uh, position based on seniority. And then that was picked up later by, by other uh, boards and commissioners. I think that's a, um, a, boards and commissions. I think that's a wonderful tradition. So um, with that, I would like to uh, open the nominations for the chairperson and uh, I personally would like to nominate Commissioner Josh Kurpis, but I would like to hear if there are any other uh, nominations also. Uh, please feel free to. Having served on two other commissions, public facilities and, uh, and on planning, uh, this is the most awful part of the commission work is making this decision each, each year. And after the last time I had to go through this on planning and there was there were WeHoville articles about it, all that. I uh, have committed myself to following uh, a strict uh, process of seniority based on those who have not yet served. And so with that in mind, I would like to nominate Commissioner Wright if they will accept the nomination. I will. All right, other nominations? Any other? All right, so with that, I will... Um, close the nominations, and I will ask for the 
Actually, so I, I'll, I swear I'll withdraw to... my my nomination. Because um, okay. I, I also agree. I've always felt that way. Um, I thought you were channeling Mr. Maggio just a moment ago when you were like, rotation, rotation, rotation. All right. Okay, fine. So then if you uh, withdraw your uh, nomination, we don't have any other nominations, but uh, Commissioner Wright's nom um, name on it. So then we will, the motion to close the nominations. I make a motion to close the nominations. Anyone wants to like to second it? Chair, do you mind just doing public comment real quick? Oh, we have a public comment here? Just to be safe. Sure. Uh, okay, let me ask if we have any public comments. I didn't see it on the, uh, yeah. No public comments. No public time. comments. Okay. So thank you. Um, thank you for uh, mentioning that. All right. So I made a motion to close the nominations, and uh, anyone wants to second it? I will do that. Okay. We have a motion uh, to close the nominations, and uh, second... Please, Ms. Secretary, can we have a roll call vote on um, on the um, on the nomination of uh, Commissioner Wright? Yes. Commissioner Bass? Yes. Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Moore? Yes. Commissioner Wright? Um. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> Chair Topshin? Aye, of course. Congratulations. <laughs> This is yours. No, so there is nothing for me else to do. Are you going to continue? It starts now. It starts now. Chair right. so this is, uh, you're going to continue. Let me. Uh, Got it. This is where are you going to do it. So okay. where's the agenda? No, I have it. No, uh, thank you. Thank you for passing the gavel. <laughs> um, so the next item is the election of the vice chair. Uh, we will open up nominations for a vice chairperson. Are there any nominations? And there's there's no restrictions for vice chair. Okay. All right. So I'll make a nomination to um, elect Josh Corpus. And I adore uh, adore you, uh, Commissioner Kirby. Welcome but... to the commission, Mr. Bass. <laughs> <laughs> but. With my same comments, if Commissioner Moore will accept the nomination, I would nominate Commissioner Moore for vice chair. I will accept. All righty. Are there any more nominations? All right. I think nominations are closed. Uh, roll call, please. Um, can I get, did All someone right. make a motion? And then someone needs to second it. And then public comment, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is there a motion? I'll make a motion uh, to uh, nominate, I guess, to vote on both uh, candidates, right? You're making a motion to close the I, nomination. I make a motion to close, to mo close the nomination for vice chair. I will Any public that closure. And no public comments at this time. Wonderful. Roll call, please. Got it. Commissioner Bass? More. Commissioner Kirby's? I, I mean, more. Commissioner Martz? You were on Oh, there. no, I'm withdrawing mine then. I, I, sorry, I thought that was assumed. <laughs> no, I vote for more. Okay. Commissioner uh, Martz? More. Commissioner Moore? More. <laughs> <laughs> Chair Topshin? More. And Chair Wright? More. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> well, we now have a new vice chair. 
Um, the commission liaison appointments uh, to other commissions and advisory boards, um, item 10B. Uh, so we were given the list of the advisory boards and the commissions. Um, and so we are looking for folks that want to be sort of assigned, that way they can report back on those meetings. Should we do this by, by vote or just volunteer? We've always by volunteer on this, yeah. No, no votes necessary. And, unless there's a heated dispute, <laughs> then it would have to be by, by vote, but traditionally I think it's just been able to informally do it. May I, may I ask you a question? I've served on, like I said, two other commissions and we've never appointed these. Can you, and, and we've only once or twice had somebody show up to the commissions I've served on in those eight years saying that they were liaison. Can you kind of tell us from a staff perspective what this role is and how they operate? Well, at the convenience of a commissioner, they would go to any one of these boards um, or advisory board, I'm sorry, other commissions or advisory boards, and then can come back and report on what's going on at other uh, advisory boards and commissions. So the reason for having the um, uh, table that we provided is so that people know whether it's a good night for them or sometimes during the day to go to these other commissions or advisory boards. That's really the primary function. From what I recall, I think Commissioner Maggio was the, the only one that consistently went to multiple ones and reported back. Um, so I don't think there's pressure to, but um, it'd be helpful if someone wanted to do one of these, that way we could know what the other boards and commissions are doing. Do we need to do we need to identify um, the commissioners um, who, who wants to attend those meetings, or do we need to put their names now, or? I think that's what we're doing now. That's, that's yeah, what we're gonna do. Yeah, that's what you're gonna do now. I mean, so, can I, maybe I go down the line. Yeah. Um, I'll start with Commissioner Moore. Are there any that you want to uh, be the liaison for? I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. Bass. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused, uh, too, Commissioner Moore. So was I. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, like, I've served on planning and public facilities, so I have quite a bit of familiarity with both of those. I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to serve in that capacity, but I, again, I don't really see how useful these roles are. So I'll, I'll I say that with that big caveat. Uh, Chair, uh, I'm um, generally interested in public safety, uh, but don't count on me going on every meeting. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> I will, I will go as my schedule will allow, or if there is any uh, kind of a urgent uh, public safety matter, uh, I would be happy to attend. Thank you. Wonderful. Um, Commissioner uh, Martz? Um, I will volunteer for human services and business license. And I have a long-standing policy of nominating Commissioner Bass for all the others. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner Kirpies? Um I think I signed up for this one last year and didn't attend any other meetings, um, and I would like to try, but transportation if I was to choose one. Reading Commissioner Moore. After serving on the Women's Advisory Board for many years, I will still be attending a lot of their events and things, so I'm happy to report back on All right, activity. Perfect. And I'll do the um, Rent Stabilization Commission. <laughs> and senior advisory. All right, do we need to pass it as a motion or are we perfect? 
Alrighty, moving on to uh, item number 11 on the agenda, items from staff. Chair, before that happens, can I make one comment on this? Could we have um, this brought back on our next agenda with just a little list of what everyone signed up under? Oh yeah, sure. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Chair, um, and congratulations on your appointment. Um, staff looks forward to working with you in that capacity, um, and congratulations to Vice Chair Moore on your appointment as well, and um, thank you to um, outgoing Chair Topshian for your kind words, and it has been an absolute pleasure working with you in this capacity as it has been throughout the years, um, so thank you very much. That's all I have. Thank you. Wonderful. Pushing through. Um, item number 12, uh, public comment. Do we have any public comments? No public comments at this time. Already wonderful. Item 13, items from commissioners. Um, I will start with Commissioner Moore. Do you have anything? I'd like to say welcome again to Commissioner Bass and thank you for your nomination. Congratulations. Thank you. Chair, um, Chair Topchin. <laughs> no, no longer. <laughs> no. Um, I just want to first congratulate Chair Wright and Vice Chair Moore. Um, I'm sure you're going to be awesome uh, chair and vice chairperson. I will be happy to serve with you, uh, uh, with you in this capacity for the next 12 months. And uh, I'm thrilled and congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Commissioner Kirby's. Uh, congratulations to the two of you. Um, I look forward to working with both, well, not that we are working together, but working together in these new roles. roles. Um, I literally, Thank you for your service. Um, I literally wrote down on the bus ride over here, thank you for keeping us on focus and always getting, out of here, getting us out of here early. <laughs> and then tonight happens. <laughs> um, but no, I appreciate you did an excellent job throughout the year and you were always, um, I can't read my notes here, but I intended to say something about, you know, you always listen to all of us or always give us an opportunity to speak. And so I appreciate that. And um, congratulations. Um, yes, I'll echo those comments. Commission, sorry, it's late. Congratulations to chair and vice chair um, and to the outgoing chair. Thank you for a wonderful 12 months or 12 months plus. Um, and then just as always, a thank you to our staff for hanging around and getting us through the night and preparing a staff report and all of that good stuff. So thank you all. Thank you. And Commissioner Bass. Yeah, first of all, thank you all, uh, staff and uh, the commission, for the very warm welcome. Uh, I'm glad we had a very productive first meeting. As uh, when I served uh, on planning, every time I went into a meeting and thought it was going to be a short one, it was never. So I stopped predicting. So uh, sorry, maybe I bring the bad luck, but uh, I appreciate uh, the work we did tonight. Um, and uh, I. I yeah, thank you all, and thank you to the city council for, for uh, as an at-large member, for all of them uh, having giving me this opportunity. And just uh, uh, Chair Topchin, uh, Commissioner Topchin, uh, I didn't get an opportunity to serve with you, but this one meeting. But uh, I want to thank you as a West Hollywood resident for your service in this capacity, and congratulate our new chair and vice chair, and thank you both for stepping up to take those responsibilities. The uh, the uh, meetings get very different when you're sitting in the chair's seat. I, I can attest. Agreed, and um, and so I do want to say welcome. Um, when you, I came in, you greeted me so kindly. So I, I look forward to what you're going to contribute. You've already said you know so much and contributed so much to the commission, and so welcome. And I look forward to working with you. And I wasn't here last week when Commissioner uh, Moore was uh, sworn in. So welcome, and also congrats. Um, and to Commissioner uh, Topchin, um, I think what I'm certainly hoping to take from your time, you know, as chair, is how well prepared you come to meetings. 
um, and how you keep things moving um, and don't make us uh, stay very late. <laughs> um, but I do appreciate watching you and it's been certainly um, a, lot of, a lot of lessons that I'll be able to take with me. Um, and I echo your sentiments about staff too. They're amazing. Uh, Diane, you are freaking great. Um, and with that, um, item number 14 is the adjournment. Uh, the next meeting of the Rent Stabilization Commission will be held on Thursday, July 27, 2023 at 7 p.m. at the West Hollywood Park Public Meeting Room. Uh, have a great night.